Good morning again, everybody on, on, on the platform, honorable members, good morning, support staff of the, of, of, of the, of, of the committee, uh, members of the media, members of the public. Um, today we, we are meeting with uh, SALGA, uh, <clears throat> South African Lo uh, Local Government Association, and uh, 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 the Congress of South African Trade Unions, uh, deliberating on the 2021 Division of Revenue Amendment Bill. <clears throat> uh, you are all welcome. Uh, Darren, do you have any apologies? Yes, Chairperson, we received apologies from Ms. Peters, Ms. Dikhale, Mr. Kwang Kwang, and Mr. Sarupen. Let's, let's note the, um, the, 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 the apologies. Uh, there's also an apology from uh, Honorable uh, Sheikh Imam. Uh, he he was involved in a, in, in a, in a, a car accident, but he says he's recuperating. Uh, but it was a, a bad car accident. But uh, I spoke to him and uh, uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Okay, let's let's go. Yeah, let's go to agenda item number number three. Sorry, let's Honorable Chair. Yes, Honorable Kaisa. Can the meeting also note the apology of uh, Honorable Dipur Peters? Yes, it, yes, we, we received the, the, the apology, Honorable Kaisa. Thank you. Okay. Um, we, we then go to agenda item number three. Uh, that is the presentation on uh, the Division of Reve Revenue Amendment Bill. 2021 uh, by SALCA, as I said, the South African Local Government Association. I'm told that SALCA is led by Councillor Bongan Baloi, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I would like to welcome him. And I think we're meeting at a, a, an, an opportune time uh, with, with SALCA, having come back from uh, local government elections, uh, local government starting a new term. Um, so I think it's the right time to uh, 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 to engage, and our engagement is just to ensure that uh, there is service delivered to our people, uh, is to ensure that money that is being appropriated by a, a, a parliament is effectively and efficiently used, and that there are no unnecessary leakages. That all the laws uh, that govern. Uh, us, especially local government, adhered to. By, uh, and uh, just to congratulate everybody uh, who was involved with the local government uh, <clears throat> elections and the starting of new uh, uh, local governments, as we as as we know. So I'll I'll request uh, uh, Councillor Bongani and the and and uh, the, the team that he's leading. Uh, to start with the presentations, we'll, we'll give a, 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 a Councillor Baloi uh, 30 minutes to go over, maximum to go over their um, presentation. Then we will engage with the presentation after, after that. Uh, Councillor Baloi, you are welcome, sir. Um, I'll, I'll only talk to you after 30 minutes once you have finished the, the presentation. 
Thank you, thank you, Honorable Chair. Um, good morning to, to yourself, good morning to the Honorable Members and the support staff of this very important uh, committee. Mr. Chairman, I, may, I must start from probably a sad note and admit that uh, my status has changed. Before the 1st of November, I was a councillor for Manibaloy, but now I'm unemployed. So I'm quite happy to be referred to as a Bongani Baloi, an NEC member of SALGA. Uh, we still represent the, uh, the SALGA because our constitution does not allow for a void in leadership as we are preparing for the incoming uh, NEC and leadership of SALGA after the elections. And we, we, we're quite excited that there has been elections and uh, municipalities have managed to reconvene or establish themselves to be able to carry forth the work of um, <clears throat> serving our people. Chairman, I'm not alone. I'm also with some officials of Sanga, in particular Ngaeba and Komozo. Chairperson, if you can indulge me, I'm going to ask Ngaeba to make the presentation on our behalf. Then we are in your hands and we can take questions thereafter. Uh, I think the presentation was circulated to yourselves. Um, so, so, Chairperson, if you'll allow me, I'll hand over to Ngaeba to deliver the presentation on our behalf. Thank you so much, Chair. Perfect, uh, uh, Mr. Balloon. Uh, thank you, uh, 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 Chairperson, and thank you to the NEC member. Uh, I'm actually uh, sharing my screen. I trust that it is uh, visible. Yes, it is. It is visible. Thank you. Continue. No, thank you, Chairperson. The presentation outline uh, is uh, as it is reflected on the slide. Uh, I will just go into it. The purpose of this presentation in line with the uh, invitation we got from the committee is to provide uh, the committee with Salga's comments on the 2021 uh, MTPPS, as well as uh, the Division of Revenue Bill. Uh, just as a, 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 a precursor, we've just made reference through to the Intergovernmental Fiscal Relations Act. Particularly, the significance of this is to indicate to the committee uh, that uh, SALGA forms part of the uh, budget panel uh, that uh, interfaces uh, via the technical budget forum and ultimately the actual budget forum where all the SALGA political leadership as well as the relevant ministers, MECs also interface in coming up to what was delivered by the Minister of Finance on the 11th of November. So we've been part of the process. Uh, Today, uh, it's in the middle where we're providing our uh, briefing to the committee. Uh, in formulating our comments uh, to the Division of Revenue Bill, as presented in the MTPPS, uh, we've uh, started uh, by uh, compiling a macroeconomic outlook, of which I will quickly just go through it because it sets the scene uh, as to uh, the SALGA comments as well as the recommendation of SALGA at the end of the day. Uh, from the key points uh, that we picked up from the uh, MTPPS, we noted uh, that for the 
2021, the economy is expected to grow by 5.1% and it will then stabilize to 1.8% in 2022. It is projected to return to pre-pandemic levels in, 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 in the following year. Uh, due to the global demand and higher commodity prices, uh, those as what have contributed to uh, a higher than expected growth, uh, particularly in the current financial year. And there is a graphic illustration there uh, indicating the projected uh, GDP, uh, as it is indicated there. Uh, when one looks at the uh, 2021 budget that was uh, tabled in February, the projection was 3.3, but as indicated in terms of the uh, commodity pricing uh, for, for, for on the mining side, that has uh, contributed to a significant uh, in, in, increase in terms of the uh, GDP rate. Uh, this also forms the basis of uh, what uh, is to follow. We also note that uh, the fiscal deficit is expected to, to narrow to 7.8% of GDP in 2021 to 2022 uh, to 4.9% in, in the 2024-2025 uh, financial year. You'll note that from the original uh, budget, on it, it, it was uh, projected particularly at uh, 14%, and that uh, for the 2021-2022, uh, the, 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 it has narrowed uh, as reflected by the percentages that are reflected in the blocked uh, uh, status. The gross government debt as a percentage of GDP uh, is increasing uh, from uh, 69% of GDP in 2021 to 2022 to 77.8% uh, uh, of GDP by 2024 to 2025. Uh, in the absence of policy uh, looking at the uh, consolidated uh, government uh, uh, fiscal framework, uh, what we've uh, noted in, in terms of the gross uh, loan debt is that the almost $4 trillion uh, debt that we now owe is incurring uh, debt service costs that will become the largest portion of spending compared to individual functions uh, from uh, the next year. We also note that uh, revenue for 2021 to 2022 is now estimated to reach 1.5 trillion uh, compared to 1.4 trillion at the time of the 2021 budget in February. This is an upward revision of about 120.3 billion, uh, yet these uh, temporary benefits are projected to fall short of pre-COVID-19 expectations over the medium term. Uh, and weak growth in all tax categories. Uh, similarly as well, we also reflected that there are 27.8 million uh, social grants recipients, which, which accounts for plus minus 46% of RSA po uh, population, 
whilst the number of working uh, people has also declined, as I think evidence with the statistics on the unemployment rate. Uh, over the MTF uh, cycle for 2022, the local government uh, sphere uh, will be allocated more than uh, 450 billion uh, from the nationally raised uh, revenue. The table there essentially reflects the various elements uh, as well as their percentage relative true to the GDP, uh, which I'm not going to go into detail as they are reflected there in self-explanatory. Overall, the basis of our uh, comments as we, the voice of uh, local government and will represent their interests, uh, what we have uh, observed is that uh, from the 2021 uh, original budget, in terms of the vertical uh, allocation share, the local sphere of government uh, was allocated 9%, with the national sphere and the provincial sphere allocated 49.5% and 41.5% uh, respectively. The effect now of the uh, Division of Revenue Bill is that the local sphere allocation decreases uh, to 8.5% share, uh, as well as the provincial share uh, sphere share decreases to 40.9%, uh, resulting in the national sphere having a share of uh, 50.6%. Now, coming through to the actual Salga's uh, comments on uh, the MTPPS and the Division of Revenue Bill, uh, Organized local government uh, welcomes the increase in the allocation to the local sphere of government uh, for the 2022 23 as to up to 2024 MTF of uh, about 700 uh, million or 0.7 billion or 2% uh, to 295 billion when comparing uh, the 2021 original budget, as well as the MTPPS uh, as well. Uh, however, although we also note the small uh, downward adjustment uh, for the 2021 to 2022 financial allocation uh, by half a, a billion or 500 million, that translate to 0.4% when compared to the uh, 2021 MTPPS, the allocation is uh, 137.6 uh, billion uh, versus the original budget of 138.1. Uh, on the tables on the left hand side, it's the blocks that are also uh, having a black border that indicates the adjustment of the Division of Revenue Bill. Uh, despite uh, these reductions, uh, organized local government acknowledges the need. Uh, to reduce the deficit and provide additional short-term support uh, for health, uh, social protection, job creation, and peace and security. Uh, we note this uh, because the MTPPS as well anticipates a primary uh, budget surplus uh, by 2024 to 25, thereby bringing the fiscal consolidation to an end. There is an overall reduction, as it could be seen, 
in the local government allocation uh, per the 2021 MTPPS versus the budget uh, for 2021. Uh, what is uh, reflected on the graphic illustration, you'll note that in orange, it, ref it reflects the current DORB that uh, uh, is under review, as well as uh, the gold bars reflect that. As indicated uh, earlier, there's a 0.5 percentage points uh, decrease and as well as a, a 0 0.3 uh, percentage points a decrease in the 2022 to 2023 uh, financial year. The, despite uh, these uh, reductions, uh, SALG acknowledges the tough economic outlook and limited fiscal space that has been exacerbated by the significant negative impact of COVID-19 on the economy. Uh, hence, uh, Organized local government supports the reduction of the budget deficit and stabilizing of the GDP, uh, GDP ratio. The macroeconomic strategy that includes fiscal consolidation to curb additional spending and maintain expenditure uh, ceiling is supported. The reason for supporting this is because we note that the 2021 MTPPS uh, charts a cost over the MTF period uh, to this primary uh, budget surplus by 2024 to 2025, uh, wherein, uh, according uh, to the medium term budget policy statement as well, uh, on page 46, it indicates that the 2021 uh, MTPPS proposes to allocate. 48.4% to national departments and 42% to provinces and 9.6% to local government over the next three years. We note that this proposal shall result in resources allocated over the next three years to national departments contracting by an annual average of 1.8%, provincial resources increasing by 0.7% and local government increasing by 4.1%. As uh, the committee members uh, um, would note, uh, Chair, over the years, uh, SALGA had been uh, raising the inadequacy, particularly of the vertical allocation, but we see this uh, as a, a move uh, towards their realization of the promise that is contained on the white paper on local government, where it indicates that the local sphere of government is entitled to an equitable share of national raised revenue in order that it may provide basic services and perform the functions allocated to it. Hence then that the proposed increase in the allocation to local government over the next three years will gradually bring to reality the promise uh, contained in, on the white paper. Uh, hence, the uh, SALGA will support the proposal. So it is the necessary uh, tightening of the belt at the moment so that you can reap uh, the benefits uh, in the future. Uh, further, on changes to the structure of local government uh, allocations, uh, page 48 
of the documents uh, that were submitted with the Division of Revenue Bill uh, supporting it. It indicates on page 48 that uh, local government equitable share formula has been updated to account for projected household growth, inflation, and estimated increase in bulk water and electricity costs over the MTF period. Uh, also, we juxtaposed this with the promise that is contained in the uh, white paper, particularly uh, as it relates that the local government uh, cannot be solely responsible for redistribution, and national government has a critical role to play in this regard, particularly with respect to subsidizing the provision of basic services. So we view the update uh, to the LGS formula as brought about by the 2021 uh, Division of Revenue Bill, uh, that it, it is welcomed in that it indicates a move towards a more cost-reflective allocation to adequately cover the cost of providing basic services to, to communities. Uh, hence, uh, as Salga uh, will support uh, the proposal. And it is part of what uh, we've been uh, raising over uh, the years and in our participation at the Budget Forum and the Budget Forum Lehotla. Uh, in, in respect to changes to the structure of local government allocations in, in, in infrastructure uh, development, the minister's uh, MTPPS uh, speech, as well as the uh, division of revenue uh, documentation on page 48, it also indicates that the infrastructure fund is an important is an important intervention towards our strategic goal of ensuring that total investment in public infrastructure uh, is nearly 30% of uh, gross fixed capital formation by 2020, as envisioned, envisioned in the NTP, and that we will maintain our commitment to the fund, including allocating 100 billion over a, dec a decade from 1920 uh, financial year. Again, we've uh, juxtaposed this particularly to the promise contained in the white paper as it relates through to development in investment, uh, as it relates that meeting basic needs in the context of existing service backlogs will require increased investment in municipal infrastructure. Uh, as Salga, we welcome the minister's commitment to the infrastructure fund over the, dec the, de uh, the decade uh, ahead, as indicated, Further, Salga aims to part of a collaborative initiative uh, with the DPSA, uh, the Infrastructure Fund, and other sector departments. Uh, further, Salga will work with the Infrastructure Fund to support municipalities to develop feasible and bankable infrastructure plans to access funding. Project preparation remains a key impeding capability and bottleneck to municipalities channeling more projects through the funding pipeline. National Treasury Project Preparation Facility, uh, we also uh, espouse that it should uh, ideally be made available to more municipalities. Salga plans to engage with the DPSA Project Preparation Office to establish ways to support municipality, uh, municipalities. Uh, investment in new infrastructure is critical. However, Salga deems it opportune for the infrastructure fund through its brownfield infrastructure projects uh, to target the financing of refurbishment of existing infrastructure. 
uh, such that it will guarantee sustainable provision of services uh, through, through, throughout uh, the infrastructure's uh, life cycle. On reviewing the structure of local government uh, fiscal uh, framework, uh, the GORB uh, bill, as well as the MTPPS uh, statement uh, indicates that between August 2020 and July 2021, uh, special Lekhutla of the budget, budget Forum and the intergovernmental structure uh, established to facilitate consultation on local government uh, finances met three times to discuss municipal sustainability, local government fiscal and functional framework and asset management on infrastructure funding. Uh, flowing uh, from these deliberations, there is work uh, that is also uh, still underway uh, between all stakeholders being Treasury, uh, COCTA, uh, as well as SALGA and the FFC and provinces uh, implementing and mon monitoring uh, the joint work plans uh, for a five-year local government reform uh, journey that we've embarked upon. Uh, this is also linked uh, to in, ensure that the promise is uh, contained in the white paper is uh, ultimately realized. Uh, earlier, I remarked that SALGA participates in the budget forum and we've developed concept notes uh, for the budget forum, the FUTLA, with the recent one on asset management and infrastructure financing uh, that was held. The M 2021 MTPPS pronouncement indicates a measured move towards the realization of the aspects previously raised uh, by SALGA. Uh, hence, uh, I think our stance in our commentary in that uh, we support uh, this move. And then towards building capable local government, the MTPPS on page 48 also make a statement that many municipalities have insufficient capacity to fulfill their financial responsibilities. Uh, this is evident in over-reliance on external financial consultants, uh, where municipalities uh, have spent over one billion on financial reporting consultants in the 2019-2020 uh, municipal uh, financial year, even though reporting is a core responsibility of their internal finance uh, units. Further juxtaposing this to the promise contained in the white paper, uh, accountability, transparency, and good governance, uh, accounting and financial reporting procedures should minimize opportunities uh, for corruption and malpractice. Uh, in this aspect, the Salga NEC had made resolutions on 18th June 2020, and when they were considering the uh, 1819 MFMA uh, audit outcomes, as well as on 30 June uh, 2021, when the NSU was considering uh, the 1920 MFMA audit outcomes uh, on measures to extract accountability and consequence management from municipalities with poor audit outcomes and uh, those that lack sound financial management practices. Further, the measures adopted by the organization to extract accountability and consequence management were tabled at the budget forum on 21 August 2020. Uh, and there was a report that was presented jointly by Salga and Court 
factor under the topic governance and leadership. And in, 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 in those deliberations, uh, the aspect of uh, consequence management and extracting accountability was agreed to uh, by the forum uh, and its aspects that uh, we are actually implementing. Further, in relation to the overuse of financial consultants, uh, Salga has communicated with top 20 municipalities featuring in the, the 2019-2020 MFMA audit outcomes to establish the extent of these municipalities adhering to regulations pertaining to the use of consultants uh, in relation to the transfer of skills and consultancy reduction plans that are required when these uh, consultants uh, are appointed. And Salga further directed that these municipalities uh, conduct skills uh, assessment of their finance units, uh, which uh, is what uh, we're monitoring. In line with the Salga NEC resolution cited above, uh, Salga is seized with various other measures to extract accountability and consequence management uh, for the resources allocated uh, to the local government sphere. Uh, I think this also uh, accords with the opening remarks of the chairperson. Further on igniting growth through diversifying uh, electricity or energy sources, the speech delivered by the minister on 11 November uh, makes reference to that. We have already made significant progress in correcting this. Uh, the amendment of Schedule 2 of the Electricity Regulation Act of 2006 has raised licensing threshold from 1 to 100 megawatts. It has also made it possible for private power generators to sell directly to customers. This will alleviate the risk of, uh, the risk of power cuts. The amended regulation will further enable municipalities to self-generate or procure power directly from independent uh, power uh, producers. We've also began uh, to reduce our reliance on ESCOM by diversifying our primary energy uh, sources. We've juxtaposed this as well uh, to the white paper, particularly as it relates uh, to local government responsibility on the provision of uh, electricity as a service. Uh, in terms of our COBEN, Salga welcomes the amended uh, Schedule 2 exemption from obligation to apply for and hold a license, which has increased the licensing threshold uh, from one to 1, 000, uh, 200 megawatts, uh, exempted from holding the generation license that was gazetted on 20 August 2021. Uh, we view this as a positive gain for the industry, in particular local government, and a positive development that will unlock substantive private investment in new generation capacity, and it will rapidly alleviate the ongoing power generation capacity shortfalls and load shedding in South Africa. The, in fact, the amended uh, Schedule 2 is a direct response uh, to the SALGA 2018 Energy Summit uh, resolutions. Further, we observe that the Schedule 2 amended, amendment uh, is leveled the playing field and will enable municipalities and private investors as partners to implement renewable energy projects speedily without a delay caused by rigorous uh, licensing application processes. Uh, still on igniting growth through diversifying uh, electricity, this uh, talks through the uh, renewable energy IPPs 
where the minister made reference as well to the 25 uh, projects that are part of the latest round of eight window five. Uh, also uh, juxtaposing this to the white paper uh, as reflected there, the renewable energy uh, with the independent power producers program has been the IPPs in the Department of Minerals uh, and the Department of uh, Minerals, Resources and Energy and ESCOM partnership with no room for local government to participate. This program is a single buyer model program which only pronoun pronounces uh, ESCOM as the main role player in buying the power from the IPPs. Uh, we as Salga note that a single buyer model may not be uh, sustainable in the future. In that uh, should in an event that uh, ESCOM for one reason or the other has got financial challenges, uh, the trickle down effect in terms of when they increase their pricing and eliminate competition, these will ultimately filter uh, trickle down through to the consumers at the end of the day. One of the SALGA 2018 energy summit declarations was that the current regulatory environment is inhibiting instead of enabling the transition where neither the energy transition nor the role of local government are acknowledged within uh, the RP. A progressive policy would be to allow municipalities as organs of state to apply to the minister to procure new generation capacity in accordance with the RP. And then on igniting growth, a true improvement of bulk water, the reference was made particularly to the, the water sector, the legislative drafting and financial modeling have been done to establish a national water resource infrastructure agency responsible for improving the management of bulk water resources. Uh, the Department of Water and Sanitation is fast-tracking its application process to ensure that the 90-day target for issuing single-use water licenses would be implemented by March 2022 as part of improving ease of doing business. Uh, further, with reference to the white paper, uh, Salga comments that the establishment of the National Water Resource Infrastructure Agency uh, was pronounced in SONA and the MTPPS is uh, providing feedback on the progress to date. Uh, SALGA supports the establishment of the National Water Resources Infrastructure Agency and appreciate the feedback outlined in the MTPPS. To this end, it would be important to SALGA uh, to be afforded an opportunity to reflect on the legislative framework and financial modeling anticipated to govern the establishment process uh, with the relevant sector department. Uh, this pronouncement is welcome. Uh, it is our understanding that already the issuance of water licenses within the 90 days is being implemented in fast-tracking the rollout of the water SIPs uh, project. Now, in summarizing uh, the SALGA's position uh, on the medium-term budget policy statement, as well as the Division of Revenue Bill, SAL acknowledges the tough economic and fiscal environment that the country finds itself and further exacerbated by the significant negative impact that COVID has uh, brought uh, upon the economy. Uh, SALGA supports the government in reducing the budget deficit and stabilizing the debt to GDP ratio.
SALGA supports the macroeconomic uh, strategy of the government, including fiscal consolidation, to cap additional uh, spending and maintain the expenditure ceiling. Uh, the increase in social spending to minimize the impact of COVID-19 on households is uh, well received. Coming through to our conclusions and recommendations, The COVID-19 has exacerbated the South African economic crisis, particularly hitting social spending. This calls for structural reforms on public finances by exercising restraint and prudent financial management. A positive economic outlook will only be realized through sustained monetary and fiscal support. The South African economy grew faster than expected in the first half of the 2021 uh, financial year 2021-2022 but this momentum is expected to wane following public violence in July, uh, port and rail disruptions and the third wave uh, of the COVID-19 uh, infections. The real GDP is forecast to grow by 5.1% in 2021 and household consumption has improved uh, but has not fully recovered from the pandemic. In line with government's commitment to support vulnerable, vulnerable households, particularly given the impact of COVID-19, additional resources for social protection will be considered if the fiscal situation improves by February 2022. Hence, we will note that in the MTPPS statement, the increased revenue that has been realized due to the uh, higher commodity pricing has then been used to narrow the budget deficit uh, such then that it can set a solid base going forward to ensure that uh, the debt to GDP ratio over time is actually reduced as a it is projected that by the 2024-2025, a budget surplus a process will unfold. In such an instance, then, uh, what is being contained in the budget, where the share of the local sphere of government will ultimately uh, start seeing an upward uh, trajectory. Uh, in light of this uh, commentary, Chairperson, uh, the organized local government uh, supports uh, the division of revenue bill. I thank you. Thank you so uh, thank you thank you so much uh, uh, for the member. Uh, uh, yeah, um, um, uh, Mr. Baloy and Mr. Mkoki uh, for the for the for the for the presentation. What we'll do, I'll, 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 I'll be requesting the honorable members uh, to ask questions and please just note the questions uh, and their responses so that after they've finished, you can also, you'll have an opportunity to reflect on what they would have asked or would have said. So thank you, uh, honorable uh, members. It's your turn. Can I have an indication of the honorable members who would like to uh, uh, <clears throat> Comment or ask questions on the on the presentation by Salga. You know how we do it. 
Matafa. Honorable Matafa. Mlenzana. Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Sonyana. Honorable Sonyana. Honorable Kaiso. Okay. Anybody else? In the absence of uh, uh, <clears throat> any other member would like to come in. Um, Honorable Matafa, you know how we do it. You've got five minutes to ask your questions. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning to yourself, uh, honorable members and the Salga team. Maybe, Chair, let me start first by uh, thanking Ndate Bongani for the role that he has played in local government and uh, wish him well in the future. And hopefully he will not be lost to local government. Uh, thank you uh, for the presentation, Chair. It's really empowering. I'm going to be very brief, but only focus mainly on issues that affect voters as uh, those that are mandated to local government. Yesterday, we had uh, deliberations with uh, other stakeholders reflecting on the same reports. And uh, two of the main issues that came out was lack of capacity in municipalities to be able to execute their mandate. Amongst others, manage finances prudently, deliver quality service, enhance local economic development, and provide uh, effective oversight. Now, we know that SALGA has programs aimed at capacity building. My questions are twofold. Firstly, is why is the problem of lack of capacity seems to be persistent when SALGA jointly with the National Treasury have programs that are aimed at capacitating uh, local government? Now, there can be a merit of issues, but one of the issues might be that the programs that are being offered by SALGA and others are not necessarily fit for purpose or are not relevant to prevailing circumstances. I just wanted to find out what is the view of SALGA as far as these problems persisting? Because for us, we expect to see some improvement, which it does not happen. And, and the development of such programs, understanding SALGA as a composition of various municipalities, what is the consultative process to ensure that these programs are well received by all other stakeholders and uh, members uh, of SALGA? The second point, Chair, which also we see as um, an unfair development for voters who have expectations on local government, is the lack of spending of grants that are provided from, from uh, the national fiscals. And it becomes a problem because these are not just funds that are allocated for the sake of it. Some of them are specific for particular programs that have been identified as the core needs of the communities. What efforts are there from SALGA to ensure that their members are able to spend accordingly? Yes, it might be related to lack of capacity, but in the intervening period, what efforts is SALGA making to ensure that these particular grants are spent and are spent prudently. The other one, Chair, is also in terms of the internal operations of uh, local government. There, there's a requirement of bulk suppliers to be paid on time 
there's a requirement that invoices, particularly those of uh, SMMEs, should be paid within 30 days. It is common knowledge that that is not happening. What is Salga's role as far as that is concerned? Because that also speaks to the efficiency of local government. Are there any programs? Are there any means that can be employed so that Salka is able to intervene uh, in the affairs of their members to ensure that this particular spending requirements are adhered to? So, Chair, for now, I wanted to pause on those three that speak to the issues that affect uh, voters directly. And maybe <clears throat> just as a parting shot, the, the outcomes of the local government has uh, presented to us a challenge of many coalitions in the country. What is the view of Salga in terms of the likelihood of the stability of these uh, coalitions persisting? And how are they likely to uh, impact on service delivery? Coming from Tswani, I do not know what service delivery is for the past five years because the EFF and DA collision kept on collapsing uh, on a drop of a head. So we are ha having the same situation again now. Now, this is not going to be only affecting the residents of Tswani, but it seems to be a national outcome. What is Salga's outlook and how are they readying themselves to be able to deal with this particular issue, given the fact that I know the leading party uh, in many metros, which is the Democratic Alliance, did not recognize Salga. How are we going to interface to ensure that they come to the party? And where Salga seems to be willing to intervene, these particular coalitions are responsive to the uh, interventions by Salga. I will pause there, Chair. Thank you very much for the opportunity to participate in the discussion. Thank you, Honorable Matafa. Honorable Lenzana, can you please come in? Uh, thank you, Chairperson, and uh, let me also join. Uh, on Sorry, our... My apologies, Honorable Mlenzana. Can you please remove uh, the the presentation from this from the screen? Okay. Would, I would like to see the honorable members if they. So, Darren, are you trying? Uh, on, 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 yeah. on a lighter note, Chair. Yes. If, yes. If you would have seen me you would have realized that our wives advise us to wear the same suits. It looks yeah, like... Yeah. I've noticed. I've noticed. I've noticed. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. I've noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good morning to you and the honorable members and uh, greetings to the teams uh, Salga and the Kosatu in the platform. And let me also join Honorable Matapa in welcoming the presentation. Uh, it's a, a tough time uh, for, for, for you, uh, Salga, at this point in time. I would understand, yes, you may be smiling when you are saying as you present to us now, you are actually out of employment, but uh, would pray that uh, you be well uh, in the next uh, point of call. Uh, you have actually been with us and we journeyed and uh, you have been a pillar of assistance to us as this committee. So, Chairperson, uh, we are welcoming uh, 
the, the, the presentation by Salga. Just uh, a few things, Chaperson, for me. I have challenges with the, 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 the presentation. I'm in Parliament, but for the first time, that there is uh, connectivity challenges here. Uh, Chaperson, if uh, Salga could talk to us on uh, the repurposing of uh, the municipal systems uh, improvement grant. Uh, to the district development uh, program. You you know, Chairperson, I'm glued into the DTM. Now, what is the position of Salga in terms of uh, this proposition uh, by National Treasure? That that is one. It may be generic. Uh, But also, uh, how will this repurposing streamline and improve capacity building of the local government sector? in light of the deteriorating uh, audit outcomes. You would know, Chairperson, that whilst I'm in this committee, I'm also passionate about uh, audit uh, outcomes. Uh, uh, I think Salga should uh, understand. And then lastly, around this one. Uh, the Honourable Matava spoke of incapacity within municipalities. Uh, where a majority of municipalities are unable to fulfill their financial responsibilities. Hence, you would notice that we we'll always get this from the Auditor uh, General, uh, Chairperson, that a majority of uh, municipalities have got what one would call over reliance on external financial consultants. Now, how, how does Salga uh, find a way, be it for now or in the long term, of mitigating uh, this challenge? Because if we can remain with it, it means it will be perpetual. And also, what specific and different actions that will Salga take or propose as a solution to the problem of incapacity? Uh, within municipality. I'm raising this chairperson, understanding the manner in which Honorable Matapa has raised uh, this thing, but I'm I'm more on the financial management side of issues. Uh, The the, the last one, Chair, would be uh, on, you know, there is this uh, increase in terms, even if you listen to your, 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 your news, that local businesses are threatening to relocate uh, businesses from certain municipalities owing to lack of service delivery. How is Salga engaging uh, with these municipalities to ensure that uh, they support uh, the local economic development as, uh, and any uh, try to curb whatever disinvestment by local businesses, uh, which results, uh, because at the end of the day, if there's that disinvestment, there will be job losses, drop in the economy uh, in these various municipalities. And lastly, Chair, uh, how are municipalities capacitated to ensure that they create an environment that is conducive to investment, creation of local uh, industries and supports job creation. 
Let me pause for now, Chairperson. Given chance, I will come back. Uh, but at least I think I've lifted those which uh, I think are critical. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Shonyana, please come in. Thank you very much, Chair. You see, Chairperson, Honorable Matafa, what home I am What what is starting those things? Let me just put the so that he understands. We were never in coalition with anybody as the EFF. Don't blame those things of the DA to us. Must never start. Anyways. No, but, but you have got marriages with DA. Honorable Shonyana, please continue. Uh, you Thank you very much, it's just that Jesus has arrived uh, in Tuane Kuruleni and in Johannesburg. And in Kizio as a chair. But anyway, Chair, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chair, let us welcome the report. And um, Chair, first and foremost, I just wanted to speak to the projections. Um, as they were presenting today, they, they, they said to us uh, the projection, the fiscal surplus, they feel like it will be in the positive, fiscal should be in the, sub, I mean, in the surplus in 2024-2025. I just want to check with Salba, do they think these projections are realistic? And uh, do they think Ukuri, this will happen or this is just a wishful thinking from the ANC government? Secondly, Chair, local government is the most important sphere in governance. And I believe Salka's job is to make sure that municipalities delivers to the people, especially the poor of the poor. My question to Salka will be, what are you doing to monitor? And what interventions are you doing to make sure that the deliveries happen? Especially in municipalities where Everything is just bad, like that mangawu there, that mangawu. What is Salga doing? I mean, challenges of water, uh, refuge is not collected. It's so bad that it, it's, it's now in a state of, uh, it's no longer even collapsing, it's collapsed. So what is Salga going to do about it to assist Municipalities that um, Salga, that um, Salga, you are not created for ANC led municipalities, but you were created to assist municipalities. So, as you face now the new wave which is arriving, where you find that the ANC government will be on the opposition benches in the local governments. We need you to be understanding of the change and you need to adapt because if you don't want to adapt, you know what happens when people refuse to adapt. Let's make sure that the training that we give to our counselors is of high quality, not just a certificate chair, but it must be of high quality and they must be able to understand because one of the scariest things that we have come to realize is that 
Councillors are councillors for five years, but when they leave, they have absolutely no understanding of how council is run. So let's make sure that when we you, you, you design those educational programs for councillors, let's make sure that it is something that is going to educate them to know and understand, not just for them to have a certificate in the end of the day. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Shonyana. Um, Honorable Kaiso. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and uh, Presenter from Salga, uh, Mr. Bungani. Uh, I just have, uh, I do not have many questions to engage on, but to reflect back on what was raised previously um, during the DORA 2020 by Salga. I think Salga raised a number of uh, critical areas there, but I just want to venture into the same. Uh, the issue of capacity, Chairperson, uh, and, and I mean, Salga at that time, raise the issue of technical capacity, uh, managerial uh, and, and leadership uh, challenges uh, generally. And then uh, now I just want to check from Mr. Baloi or from Salga as to whether has this been addressed now in as far as Salga is concerned because now if you look at the performance of a number of or majority of municipalities, uh, the performance has been very poor, uh, which resulted uh, actually in, in, in collapsing of, of number of municipalities. Now I'm taking this area of technical, money, technical uh, managerial and leadership. Are you now convinced that uh, this has been addressed uh, given those circumstances which has arisen uh, at those collapsed municipalities. <clears throat> because uh, as my colleagues have alluded before, the use of consultancy, it does prove otherwise. But I don't know uh, as to how you're gonna respond, but it, it does seem that now the presence of consultancy, uh, it does tell us a different message. So unless perhaps you, you would agree with me that now the presence of, of, of consultancy, usage of consultancy in a, in a majority of municipalities, it is a, a, a symbol or a sign that now uh, a number of municipalities have not arrived at a situation where there is a proper technical or managerial leadership uh, that is required. So that's one question that I wanted to, to check with you. Now, the issue of, uh, I don't know what is the Salga's taking because this, this, this one is perpetual, uh, the issue of lack of spending is perpetual. Um, I hear and understand what Salga is raising in terms of, you know, the, the, the pie chart there, which has which which was has been displayed, to say 
the national has received so much and the national has received so much. But then the, the, the biggest enemy that we are facing is the committee that, we, that confronts us is the issue of lack of spending, which is a major problem that, uh, uh, that we are facing with the departments. Now, it's even now worse when it comes to uh, even local municipalities where there hasn't been sufficient spending and, and there's poor service delivery and there's protest, uh, uh, you know, uh, that causes a lot of uncomfort, unnecessary uh, inconvenience to, to the people for services that they were supposed to be receiving. But because of this lack of spending, uh, there's, there's no proper, you know, uh, response to the issues that have been raised by people. Now, I want to know, understand that to what an extent is Salga assisting in that particular matter? Because the issue of lack of spending, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the biggest enemy. And there's also a very uh, less consequent management which result as a lack of spending that we often see. <clears throat> Thirdly, Chair, is on the issue of... Uh, the, 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 there has been a, a, a turnaround strategy document which was produced long ago. I think it's around 1998, if I'm not mistaken, by during the former, uh, it was produced by the former, uh, the late minister, may his soul rest in peace, Shikelo Shiteka. That turnaround uh, strategy document it is still the one that is uh, being used as a model to fund local municipalities. So I think it is at this stage, despite the fact that there is lack of spending, but generally there has to be a new, you know, a revised or reviewed strategy which will look uh, holistically as to the funding of local municipalities. As you would understand that now there are different uh, forms of revenue differs because of the size of municipalities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what I'm saying overall, there is a need that now that uh, document still being used still has to be reviewed to fit the even the 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 the, the issue of the district development model. You know, uh, it should be well integrated. So in, in that in the turnaround strategy or or revised uh, funding model to accommodate even the district development model uh, uh, quite well. So uh, I think let me pause at this stage, uh, Honorable Chair, I will come back if there's anything. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Honorable Taiso. Uh, Honorable Matafa, do you still have something you'd like to um, to say or a question which has come to your mind? Honorable Matafa? Honorable Lenzana? Yes, Chairperson. Just just one thing, Chairperson, if you don't mind. Uh, on, on, On the infrastructure fund, uh, you know, uh, I understand that Salga aims to, to target the financing of a refurbishment of the existing infrastructure through uh, the, the fund, the, infra- the, the infrastructure fund. 
Now, in the opinion of Salga, should the municipalities not be able to fund the maintenance and repair and refurbishment of uh, their own infrastructure from their own budgets, as they have the ability to raise uh, their own revenue? I'm raising this chairperson so, so that perhaps what we can do, we can, we can begin to scale uh, the muscle per municipality. If a particular municipality has got uh, enough revenue to begin to, to deal with infra, uh, infrastructure-related issues, they uh, do that. And it's just a question of add-on uh, on our side through the infrastructure fund. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable um, Lenzan. Honorable Shonyana? No, I'm okay, Chairperson. Yes, thank you so much, Honorable Kaiso. Yeah, no, Chair. Uh, Honorable Shonyani, you need not worry really uh, about whether we'll be in an opposition bench or what. Uh, uh, it's, a, it, it's our own uh, uh, baby, that one. So you, you, you know what you did in Medzima Hulu and Nkwakwa. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, it's our own. Uh, we're going to deal with the situation there, uh, so we're fine. Uh, we know what we're going to do. Okay, no, no further question. Um, uh, all members, just hold on, 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 your, on your fire. There is a debate on Tuesday, so I think uh, you'll have an, an opportunity when it, it comes to that. Um, I think let 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 me come in. Honorable Mataf, are you back? Yes, I'm back, Chair. I was saying, do you have anything you any other additional question you'd like to? No, I'm covered. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, again, let me join uh, my my colleagues, the honorable members. Uh, in welcoming the presentation by 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 Salka, and thank you very much. And I, I, again, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> thank you, uh, thank uh, Mr. Bongan Baloi, uh, former councillor for <clears throat> for the work that they have done in interacting with with uh, with with us. <clears throat> um, let let me start. Here's my first question: What is the oversight mechanism of of uh, of 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 Salga? Uh, <clears throat> uh, because I'm sure that's one of the primary responsibilities to oversight the proper performance of of the municipality. What is that uh, a mechanism? Uh, why I'm asking it for sense, I'm sure you'll be able that if you had proper uh, oversight mechanism, you'll be able to see uh, even before the, uh, the, the public complain that there are a lot of uh, portals in this town that the refuse is not being conducted just to ensure that the primary services of municipalities are being performed. That's, that's, that's one. <clears throat> And uh, while one is asking questions, I think let me throw this one in. I, I think as, as, as the committee, uh, <clears throat> irrespective of uh, uh, the, the government and municipality, our interest is, is in ensuring that uh, uh, the people in that uh, um, municipality receive services. It's even more important because, as you all know, that the majority of people are residing in these municipalities are the poorest of the poor. So it's so important that we always ensure that those people are not 
uh, left out as the services are being delivered. Um, it should be immaterial for those people who's in, in government, but as this committee, when we uh, appropriate money um, uh, to local government, uh, as you would know that we never look as to which part is there, we say this goes to local government. Um, and that's why we, are, we, we, we should be uh, <coughs> uh, uh, looking at the concerned about lack of service delivery and uh, the, the wastage of, of monies uh, at, at that level of government. My, my other question, um, the, 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 the usage of uh, uh, consultants was saying um, in the last uh, financial year, about a billion rand was used for consultants. But I get worried when Salka says, uh, we've called for skills audit. There's no skills audit needed there. We know that financial skills are not uh, 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 are not they are not adequate. They are either not there or not or not adequate. And I always see that in most cases again, these consultants they come to come and and prepare the annual financial statements. That's after the effect. You can get the the highest form of skills at that time. The horse has has already bolted. You need financial skills from the beginning of the financial year so that there are proper plans, there are proper accountability. Uh, ensuring that all the policies are being followed from the start of or the beginning of the financial year. Uh, when it comes to auditing, it's, it's after the effect. So I'm saying that um, there may be this thing of skills auditing, but the most important thing from where we are seated, we know that the financial skills are amongst the skills that are lacking. So Salka should tell us what they are doing about that. Uh, one of the strategies argue that um, uh, when you see a problem, don't behave like someone who, when he sees a snake, he says, let me go and get a consultant to decide how am I going to kill the snake. You must kill the snake. So we know the, what the problem is. So what we should be asking, what is Salka doing to ensure that we get proper skills uh, there? <clears throat> from, from your side, I, I, um, I think Honorable Lenzan has spoken about one uh, uh, grant <clears throat> and uh, which are the are the grants that are consistently and perennially being uh, underspent uh, from your side? And what do you understand the problem to be? And uh, what do you think should be done to, uh, to deal with that? Another question. Uh, we welcome the, uh, the, 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 uh, the progress which is, 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 is being made in ensuring that there is a secu security of supply of energy. But on top of that, I'm sure there are many other things that the municipalities should be looking at to ensure that one, we retain the businesses which are there, but secondly, that we, we, uh, we attract new investments into our municipalities. Which are, these, are, those, are those other things? Um, uh, saying the obvious that for, for our economies to grow, um, uh, it is important that you have got investments. So what are these other things that we can do differently uh, to ensure that we attract uh, um, uh, investments to our uh, municipalities? Uh, 
in the submission by National Treasury. <clears throat> uh, we noted that uh, uh, the repurposing of the Municipal Systems Improvement Grant to the DTM. Again, I think a, a, a Honorable Mlenzana raised this one that we wanted to get the position of Salka when it comes to this. Again, on slide 18, I've, I've alluded to this. Uh, you mentioned that you are committed <clears throat> and you assist with measures to enhance accountability for the resources allocated to local government sphere. Can you be more specific? What do you mean about uh, what do you mean about that? And uh, again, it's, it's it's oversight and accountability has spoken about this. There's a significant number of municipalities being placed under administration. How is Salka supporting municipalities to reform and acquire skilled human capital to ensure effective service delivery, and that the and and that the local government sector as a whole continues to work towards the 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. How is Salka partnering with local corporate firms and interacting with the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative to create new jobs and stimulate economic activities? in a well-defined economic zone and in municipalities. I, I think we have given you a, a, a mouthful um, and as you would look at uh, these questions, it's is the committee responding to some of the shortcomings that we have, we have identified. But let me ask the last one. You say we are committed to work with infrastructure fund to support municipalities to develop feasible and bankable infrastructure plans to assess funding is welcome. Because it was previously this inaction that led to the municipalities like Sunduzi, Buffalo City and Bombena being suspended from the integrated public transport network grant. This has been a source, a, a source point to this committee the question of integrated public transport network grant, which has not been effectively used. In fact, it has been suspended now. The obvious consequences, no investment, no growth of, that, of those economies, uh, uh, jobs are, are, are being lost, and so on and so forth. Please, uh, um, Salka, engage with those uh, uh, questions. Um, I'll hand back to you, uh, uh, Mr. Baloyi, and Mr. Cook. Thank you, thank you, Chair, and thank you to the members for for those uh, set of questions. Um, Chair, I'm going to approach them in the following manner. I'm going to deal with the easy questions, and then Wabunwe uh, is going to assist me dealing with the more difficult ones at the end. Uh, but Chair, let me make the following statements. <laughs> Um, it, it's quite important because I, I think um, there, there, there's a very big uh, um, perception about us as Salga and more so the perception linking Salga directly to the work of the executive in relevant municipalities. And I think for this purpose, in our minds, we, we must settle the difference and there must be a solid understanding 
and a difference understood between what Salga is, what Salga does, but equally in local authorities, who is the relevant executive and where accountability and monitoring over and, and oversight of what is happening in those relevant executive, by those relevant executives in those localities uh, where the accountability and oversight must rest. And I think part of the questions has the Im- implication that Salga must physically do the work in those municipalities by ensuring that we respond to every and all challenge happening in municipalities. But yeah, I think the accountability must actually extend to people or uh, the relevant executive, which is the relevant one in this case, Chair. Because if you look at the MFMA, there's no part in the MFMA which says a municipality in a form of either Section 52D report or Section 72 report um, must uh, send to Salga within 30 days after a court or 30 days or the same month, etc. But it, it says it specifically about two departments or ministries. It says it about the MEC of Finance, MEC of Cooperative Governance, and so does that refer to the Minister of Finance and Minister of Cooperative Governance. So, Chair, when you ask about the, so there's a, there's a specific set of questions that need to be asked directly to those two departments and, 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 and ministries. Uh, either in the form of MECs or ministers as well. But yeah, let me just go through systematically to some of the, the, the questions. So generally, I think the question has been repeated of what is Salga doing with the number of challenges faced in municipalities, either issues of understanding, customers, capacitation, or issues where there's a perceived lack of capacity in finance where it results in over-reliance to the um, um, external service providers. In terms of the annual performance plan that Sanga has approved, we've got a predetermined uh, target in terms of the capacity building in what areas where we believe that there's a skill shortage where we must assess municipality through capacity building. And over and above the capacity building in terms of our APP, we also have targets which speak to having strategic partnerships with institutions that can assist local government. And there's various institutions that we get closer to local government, whether international or national institutions, where, where local governments can actually extract value and assistance and be able to lean on some of the capacities that they have as well. So Salga runs those capacities, but Chair, I mean, those capacity, capacity building programs. But Chair, often the challenge here arises and it becomes, when, when we offer the capacity building to municipalities, there's a presumption that officials who are occupying those positions meet the necessary requirements for those positions, which is academic experience, et cetera, et cetera. So Chair, then the question must arise then, when we, when we, when we appreciate that, there is a sometimes or often a lack of these uh, when you find in, in, in these municipalities. Then you must ask the question, who's employing these people? Which trigger the issue of lack of capacity? And if we are to believe that there is indeed a shortage of skill in finance, which I don't necessarily share the view, Chair, because the, 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 it, it's, it's not, it's not uh, um, anything that one can systematically approve or, or give very, uh, I mean, evidence to suggest that instead, Chair, it's pointing towards a trend where people who should not be appointed for those positions who are not suitably qualified for those positions end up being appointed. And that's share part of a, a process where there's a concerted approach 
to weaken the governance, to weaken the institutions, the systems, the processes in an attempt to possibly uh, uh, um, uh, get in consultants. So it does not happen by mistake that you'd find that in the past financial year, a billion rand was spent on consultants. And yet in the same municipalities that spent close to a billion rand, there's material misstatements in those very same financial statements which the municipalities use external service providers for when there's warm bodies for those positions. So I think there's also a very important question we need to ask about the um, municipal manager who presides over the municipality from an administrative point of view, who must ensure that the relevant uh, requirement of, of positions or people who should be appointed are appointed and that there isn't any political interference in that. So that chair, I was just responding to the issue of capacity building, but equally the issue of linking over lines of consultants. And chair, I think we must start, we must start calling on what it is. It's actually criminal behavior to an extent, chair. Because there's warm bodies who are appointed for those positions who don't do what they should do. Instead of doing what they should be doing, they then uh, give the work to consultants who don't even do a good job because the work results in financial mis uh, I mean uh, financial misstatements in those financial statements. Chair, how do we enhance accountability at Salga? So the question must also be understood within the following context: Salga is the association of local go uh, local um, uh, governments. The member of, I mean, the, the member municipalities have their relevant executives, whom are discharged, who are given within the within the confines of the law, are the ones who must provide strategic direction and oversight over their local authorities. And in terms of the MFMA, still they must report directly to the MEC of Cooperative Governance and MEC of for Finance, and and so it goes up to the Minister of Finance and Minister of Cooperative Governance. So there's a direct. I mean, uh, accountability flow in, term, in terms of the legal framework. So as Salga Chair, we don't necessarily go then monitor every day your performance in terms of what we're doing, because remember what the essence of Salga is, we represent the sector, we lobby for the sector. Now we are speaking about the infrastructure grant, which is repurposed, Chair, and Salga is giving inputs representing the sector and raising issues such as how what is the criteria which must be used to ensure that all municipalities are given a fair lending in terms of competing for that and how decisions are made about one thing or the other. So representing the sector, but it's interest of the sector. So at times we there's a belief and in, 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 in thinking that Salga should be the one actually remedying each and every ill happening in local government, forgetting that Salga uh, in fact represents the sector, but is not the relevant authority in those local municipalities. Then there's a question about why are grants uh, underspent? Now let's look at the, the value, the, 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 the response is in understanding of the value chain of spending a capital grant. I'm gonna focus on a capital grant in this case. So what is the value chain of a capital grant or any CAPEX for that matter? One, there must be a spec which must be drafted by an official. At times, the spec is not drafted correctly. It's also drafted in a manner which favors one particular company. So it could be one of those two or many other variables at the drafting of the spec. Then the, the draft specification is then taken to the internal committee, which looks at the bid spec, which confirms the, the specification and it allows it to continue or it's referred back. That could take between one week and four weeks. And this happens generally after a new budget has been approved in the new financial year. It could start in the first week or in fact in mid-July. So that could happen between one, one week and four weeks. Uh, in the event that the, the response from the bid spec internally is that it must proceed, then it goes out to be advertised. That could take 30 days. And for it to get into the media could take, in fact, the first two weeks to ensure that you pay the newspaper. It takes a 
through the process as advert, and then 30 days, so it means now you're six weeks into it. So it's initially four weeks maximum, now it's six weeks maximum to get into the next process. And the next process then, after the, the advert has been closed, then you've got the evaluation of it, which happens again between, uh, can happen between one week and three weeks. After the evaluation, then there's the adjudication, which is almost a final step. And the adjudication could still happen between a week and three weeks. So if we look at the time frame, in fact, the first quarter is completely out. The first quarter of the new financial year is completely out. And assuming that there hasn't been any challenges, there hasn't been any refer backs, and in fact, if the skill required to be able to draft the necessary specification is there, and at times we find that it's not there. So the question of why aren't we, uh, why is there understanding is actually a complex question where the issues why there is understanding is part of the entire value chain of the of the um, spending of capex we've not even gotten to a stage where a successful i mean after the adjudication a successful service provider is appointed then there's initiation of the project in the particular community then there's issues around uh, local spend etc etc and who must be appointed how they must be appointed and the stop start which is linked at time to issues of politics and community unrest which frustrates the entire thing. So what does Salga do? We assist in, 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 in drafting of specification uh, capacity and ensuring that people understand what are the basic things that you must have, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to do so. And at times, Chair, some municipalities don't even have the mechanism to some warm bodies in these key positions to be able to take it forward and fulfill it. And at times now in a very competitive environment, Chair, you find that very often some of these uh, awards are successfully or are challenged and some successfully challenge in the court of law, which also frustrates the process of being able to, to deliver change. So the, 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 some of the challenges lie in the value chain that I've spoken about. The issue of consultants, I think I've spoken to, to uh, about, and the, the, the over, oversight mechanisms, uh, uh, we, we, we really try to, because we have to really not try add too much uh, cumbersome requirements in local municipalities are outside of the, 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 the stipulated reporting mechanism in terms of the law, either Section 52D report, which they send to MEC of Corporate Governance and MEC of, of, of Treasury, and the Section 7102 reports share. So we, within that framework, but we also assist where there is capacity, but we don't run the municipalities ourselves. So there's, I think there's a, a deeper question that needs to be asked to the relevant executives, Chair, but equally over and above the relevant of the executives in the localities, the MECs themselves, which I, my personal opinion is that they're actually complicit to some of the, um, the, the misdemeanors happening in local government by lack of actually acting on the basis of these legal reports that are given to them, the statutory reports that they are given, that they reported to their offices. Chair, the, the, the next question, um, why, why in term, the, the, the infrastructure fund, um, why must um, the fund pay for refurbishing of the uh, old in, or the current infrastructure? And why should we not utilize our own resources? So, so Chair, it, it's, it's, a, it's common knowledge that the unemployment in our country is growing. So where does unemployment manifest physically? And when there's COVID issues and people are laid at home and they're sitting and, and they're not really working, that manifests in local governments. And we've seen a strain on local government in terms of re revenues that have been collected. For an example, Midval was able to collect on excess on average for the past three, four financial years on, on average about 94%. But with a, a high number of unemployment, you feel it in your lack of collection. 
And there's competing requirements or competing priorities in the municipality, whether you've got infrastructure that's linked to your water, infrastructure linked to your sewer, infrastructure linked to your, to your electricity. And the rate of, 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 of growth of population, when you utilize what you have, what you can do in terms of the strength of your balance sheet, you can only do one or two. But you can't really fix the entire system. You can only, you do a patchwork for over a, I mean over a gradual period of time, while the strain in the in the in the in the in, in your on your infrastructure is growing at a rapid rate, but yet your ability to respond and stabilize and grow with new infrastructure is not coming. Uh, uh, is not being dealt with adequately. And remember, Chair, it's our residents who are given the result. You, you, you get a grant from national government to build an infrastructure. After getting a grant to build an infrastructure, there's no subsequent grant to be able to uh, refurbish that infrastructure. It's now passed to the, the balance your rates payers, where we must uh, try and collect refuse, I mean, do, deliver all trading services within the affordability of our residents, and, and which becomes a strain. And part of it is that our own revenue sources and our own balance sheet does not allow for us to be able to invest in such a manner which ensures that we can give consistency and reliability of services and assure our local business communities that this is a place they need to be and they can't move. So it's one of the reasons which leads to a deterioration of, 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 of services, of infrastructure in area, and that's also linked. I mean, if you look across the board in rural municipalities, municipalities that don't have a resource pool i mean they don't have a revenue uh, base that's sufficient enough for them to do to run their own or their selves and become an, a sustainable and ongoing concern now let alone if they can't do that how are they going to be able to use their own re uh, limited re revenue to be able to invest in the infrastructure so i think that's the response to to that question the 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 turnaround strategy chair i i, I note that question but i'm also inclined to also go a little bit further and refer to some of the the the, the comments that Umaba uh, was mentioning, Umaba rather was mentioning in the presentation, where he was saying, in if you look at the white paper of local government, which was the founding document for local government and and gave birth to a number of the assumptions of local government and how local government must be funded, that same document has not been um, uh, uh, has not been reviewed over the years. And we've lived through some of the assumptions and also see that there's weaknesses in it. So, so I think that the local government uh, white paper needs to definitely be reviewed. And I know there is a process which has started with the cooperative governance and, and, and treasury to start looking at some of, of, of those. The, the over, the, I mean, the issue of consultants, I think I've spoken to, to, to again. Um, then then the, the next set of questions is, um, uh, Honorable Ostranian, um, Honorable Fighter, the the first question you asked was about the the fiscal um, the surplus, which, according to the presentation we showed, would be a, a surplus. I think by 2024, we believe that. I think we got that that from the from the minister's speech. We've got no reason to to doubt it at this stage. I think we're showing we're starting to see the the positive trend and performance in our economy. Albeit there will be some challenges as a result of the uh, winter protest, uh, but we are hopeful that we can be able to to be able to achieve that because there will be some positive spin-offs for for all of us, in particular local government, and probably the acceleration of spending in the public sector for infrastructure. Um, what are the how do we monitor the performance of municipalities? Again, I've spoken to that part, and 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 I really want to emphasize this because I really think that. Some of these ministries or departments in, 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 in province are really 
getting away with murder and complicity. Uh, because in terms of the law, it's stipulated in the law what report must be tabled to who, by when. And then the question must always be, when you see a quarterly report, it, in fact, even uh, broken down to monthly report that things are not happening, things are not moving, what are you doing? Because there's a statutory law which says it must be sent to you by this period of time. What are then the mechanisms you put in place to be able to respond, to mitigate against a worse off performance in quarter three, four, uh, I mean, in quarter two, three, and four, potentially. Um, I can I can reliably say to you, Honorable uh, Flanyane, that, uh, that the Salga is apolitical. Um, currently, in, in, in I mean, if you look at Gauteng as an example, it includes uh, various political parties in the PEC. And in our NEC, we also include various political parties. Uh, I think Salga is a very stable institution. Uh, and Salva has actually uh, been at the forefront of speaking to various ministries and, and, and in particular the Cooperative Governance Ministry about uh, what we foresee would happen in our sector. And we've been really trying to uh, start in a key engagement about what are we going to do when there's coalitions across the country, which led us to put together a guide uh, document of how we can navigate issues of uh, coalition agreements. So there's a document that Salga has put out and Salga will definitely be engaging with the ministry, with various political parties. And I think that that's, that's a, a resolution of Salga to ensure that we need to engage with the various political parties to sensitize them with the work that Salga is doing, but to also have a space where we can engage and see how they can derive value out of Salga. But equally, we believe that uh, Salga's mandate in the advocacy of local government must not just stop at engaging members in a particular portfolio committee, but we must also go to members in their political parties to better lobby uh, for local government positions across the board. The, then the questions um, asked by <clears throat> Honorable Senzana, um, um, the, the, so how will we improve the issue of audit outcomes related to skills issues, et cetera, et cetera. Various municipalities have various committees to do specific things, whether audit committees and Salga does assist with capacity for audit committees and all of these. But the question we actually, I think, running away from Honorable Chair, in as much as Salga can capacitate leadership of municipalities, but Salga, I mean, members must appreciate that we are finding serious challenges with the leadership of, of some of these municipalities. And the Salga does not um, elect members or, or, or suggest members must be uh, uh, put uh, as members of mayoral candidates or councillors. All of these happens in political parties. So, so I think Chair, there's also a conversation that needs to be had with political parties about the quality and standard of, of people or that put as representatives because we can't run away from that. Uh, public representatives come from political parties and if a public representative does not have some level of, of academic or work experience, it definitely does uh, jeopardize it. So how do you expect an individual who does not have financial knowledge or financial understanding to be able to provide or give oversight over a, a 1.3 billion rands institution and be able to interrogate and understand financial statements? That ultimately weakens the process. And that ultimately is the start of, 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 of rotting of the fish from the head because you've got leadership which is not capable to deal with the complex environment and be able to interrogate, give strategic, uh, um, strategic direction 
and various other responsibilities in terms of the, the law. So from there, you start weakening the institution from the very top, which ultimately then creates an environment where you don't attract your talent, you can't do your forward planning properly, you weaken institute the institution and the governance in the institution, and that manifests with the increase of fruitless, irregular, and wasteful expenditure, and also appointing people who should not uh, be appointed for those positions. In the, the, the um, other questions, Chair, um, that I've made a note of, what is Salga's um, uh, view of the stability of, of the coalitions? Well, firstly, I can, I can say with confidence that Salga is quite uh, ecstatic with the, the fact that councils have been uh, established, that the executive and the legislative side, being the speaker and the executive, have been elected and we are really hoping that there will be a coalition or coalitions which are stable that allow for the delivery of, of uh, services to our residents and we really call upon all political parties to prioritize residents uh, first and be able to ensure that we con continue with consistent delivery of services. We have put together, as I've said, a guideline for coalitions, and we are in the process to lobby relevant players to be able to utilize these guidelines. And, and we are really hoping that even the MECs of local government and, and Minister of Cooperative Governance keep their finger on the pulse to ensure that they do what they need to from a legal point of view to ensure that the um, municipalities uh, constitute uh, their, their councils and are able to take decisions for the improvement and betterment of our communities and ensure that there's stability. It's going to be a factor or factor of reality for us that we're going to live with for the next five years. So I really think that as a maturing democracy, we need to find the mechanisms to ensure that in as, in as much as there may be political disagreement with other political parties in the coalition, uh, we really need to ensure that the work of local government still continues by the institution and that it's not just um, a continued instability after the other. The issue of um, um, some of the challenges where people are paid on time in terms of bulk suppliers and, and various invoices which should be paid in 30 days. Uh, we, we know the challenge, I think it's a grave challenge uh, within municipalities. And one of the, the, the issues that may, may speak to this is issue of revenue collection and what has Salga done. We've uh, put together various revenue collection strategies that focuses on mitigating water losses, electricity losses, and how to better comb through your dead book and various strategies to be able to do to ensure that you collect as much as possible internally in the institution without going out externally. So we, we try and give those, but whether those are executed is, is, is something different. Then ultimately, if it affects on the ability to pay your bulk services uh, and, and suppliers and invoices as well. Um, I think I've spoken about lack of, of spending and what may may what may uh, happen in the value chain of the lack of spending. Um, Chair, I think I'll, I'll leave it there. I think I've dealt with the, the easy one. I'll, I'll leave um, never to just wrap up with those that I may have missed. Um, thank you, Chair. Mr. Maloy, thank you. Uh, 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 quickly, perhaps uh, uh, Mr. Maloy, as he comes in, it, it, it clarify uh, some of certain things which are emanating from your input, right? 
for instance, uh, uh, we are right, correctly saying that you you lobby for your your members, um, but I, I guess it's to your interest to ensure that those you lobby you lobby for their house is in order all round. Because, for instance, being here, that's what we are we are doing. But these questions are going to uh, to be asked uh, for the people you are lobbying for. That's 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 my my first comment, and 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 secondly. Uh, you 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 gave us a long process of uh, uh, procurement, especially of infrastructure. My contention is that that doesn't happen only on, at, at the local government uh, level. Everybody who must procure in government must go through must must go through that. So as a body with members coming from that, I think it's something that would like to still live with. You. How do you? Because if we were to take your explanation and 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 live with it, it means we must just accept that uh, uh, this thing of understanding of of grants is going to be perennial. Is going to be there with uh, with us as long as local government exists. Uh, 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 Mr. Nkoku, please come in. Uh, thank you, uh, Chairperson. Uh, I am not uh, alone. I've got my colleagues as well, uh, Kumocho Litsatsi, uh, who would then also uh, speak through to some uh, of the aspects that. Uh, she might actually uh, elaborate even uh, better than I do. But uh, the aspect that perhaps I would want to address, uh, it relates particularly true to the question that you posed in relation true to uh, economic development as well as uh, attracting uh, investments uh, as to whether what is Salga uh, doing in, 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 in that regard. What I would uh, like uh, to indicate in on, on this area uh, is that the National Working Group uh, of SALGA on uh, Trade and Investment has actually signed off uh, on the municipal investment guidelines uh, that uh, SALGA developed uh, that are aimed at providing practical uh, guidelines on how to develop an investment promotion strategy and accompanying marketing materials and how to develop and implement investor targeting, uh, aftercare and policy advocacy programs within a framework of effective investment facilitation. The purpose of the municipal investment uh, guidelines uh, is to provide municipalities with an investment strategy development toolkit that is based on best practice that will enable uh, municipalities to undertake investment promotion and facilitate effectively, and facilitation, I mean, uh, effectively, uh, assist them to formulate and review their investment strategies, uh, as well as assist municipalities uh, to promote themselves as investment destinations uh, and provide strategies for municipalities to retain uh, businesses and provide a conducive environment uh, for business to expand. Uh, the toolkit is uh, targeted at small, medium-sized municipalities uh, and uh, those with limited resources and expenditure in attracting inward uh, investment. And uh, currently, uh, these uh, investment guidelines are currently being piloted uh, in 16 municipalities. Uh, this aspects uh, talks through as well to the question that was uh, raised earlier uh, about the 
municipality, the relocation of business, I think by Honorable Mlenzana, particularly detailing as well on the relocation of uh, business due to poor service delivery. So in with, with this effort, uh, Salga is actually uh, engaged in capacitating uh, municipalities in an effort to ensure that uh, the flight of a business in a specific uh, locality uh, does not occur. Uh, further, uh, Salga has commissioned uh, a municipality's comp competitiveness in index that aims to identify investment push and pull factors in municipalities. Uh, various municipalities will be ranked according to their strengths and weaknesses and recommendations made to tackle the weaknesses identified. And still on this question, and lastly, our economic development uh, unit is in discussion uh, with an Egypt-based Africa Export-Import Bank uh, called AFRICSEM uh, to host the Municipal Dialogue on Africa Continental Free Trade Area early in 2022 uh, that is aimed at exposing uh, special economic zones, your SEZ, and municipalities to export markets in Africa, where the current uh, intra-trade is only 18%. Uh, should South African uh, companies uh, locate in the SEZ, in the special economic zones, uh, those municipalities uh, start to appreciate trade opportunities elsewhere in Africa, and their production and employment uh, likely to increase. So there is work uh, that is Salga is actually seized with in this area. And uh, there was also a question on the area as to what is Salga uh, doing in relation to, to the interfacing with uh, businesses in ensuring that uh, there, are, there is economic uh, activity and employment. Just looking at... Uh, in, in interfacing with uh, and having partnerships with uh, businesses, and other stakeholders in the in the in, in the process of ensuring uh, employment creation uh, and uh, economic activity in various municipal areas. Uh, firstly, I think uh, Salga is in a process of concluding a memoranda of agreement with the Small Business Institute, uh, SBI. In short, SBI is a not-for-profit organization constituted primarily to influence positive uh, policy and legislative environment for small and medium-sized enterprises and to promote the economy and business interests of its members. SBI continually uh, lobbies government and big business to consider and support the sustainability of SMEs in legislation, regulations, and procurement, as well as other policies. Uh, it is recognized that South African small business contributes roughly uh, 30% to the country's GDP and as well uh, uh, it's got a potential uh, to absorb 
about 70 to 80 percent of people into employment. Uh, The importance of the small business sector cannot be overemphasized, especially in light of the prevailing uh, economic challenges which have resulted in the large-scale shedding of jobs across uh, different sectors of the economies. Uh, Further, there is another uh, MOA that was concluded uh, with uh, consulting engineers uh, South Africa, CESA, CESA, where both parties uh, are cognizant of the various challenges that need to be addressed before the country can reach its infrastructure goals and stimulating economic growth and uh, promoting uh, employment. Now, there has also been a a question detailing on the lack of uh, spending of grants. In detailing that, uh, one uh, would also uh, indicate that as SALGA, Uh, we had firstly had to identify the key institutional and environmental challenges that lead to poor infrastructure, uh, grant expenditure. And uh, amongst what we had identified uh, includes the inability to secure approval for rollover applications, uh, the lack of planning resulting in late implementation of projects and lack of suitability uh, suitably qualified uh, uh, project managers. The procurement process uh, that took longer, uh, I think has alluded to true by uh, the NEC member, uh, poor performance by contractors, uh, and as well as the contractors who then uh, have cash flow uh, problems, uh, community protests, uh, resulting in stoppages of projects. It's, it's, it's one of the aspects that uh, we have identified. And the incidences of gang violence were abnormally, uh, were abnormally high. Uh, these tend to result in several site shutdowns uh, during the construction phase, uh, thus resulting in slow progress on projects. And uh, what we have also observed is that the spending pattern for capital projects uh, does not ordinarily adopt a a linear uh, approach as it is often uh, depicted that uh, it would be expected that a particular uh, municipality would then spend 25% in the first quarter and then cumulatively 50% in the second quarter, 75 and thereby 100. what we, in terms of our observations, it is follows like a, a hockey a stick approach, where it uh, starts uh, quite low, uh, then uh, where the bulk of the expenditure, uh, or roughly about two thirds, uh, would then happen over uh, the last quarter. So, consequently, having uh, cited the above. SALGA has developed a long-term plan uh, to address infrastructure grant expenditure challenges. Uh, These are are, are classified in the short-term as well, medium-term as well, long-term. In the short-term is capacity building on developing project pipelines, uh, establish professional resource teams, uh, research alternate alternate capital uh, 
expenditure monitoring approaches and uh, in the medium term to advocate for reforms in indicators of capital expenditure monitoring uh, because cash flow as i indicated earlier it's not linear as uh, depicted in the grant framework of the 25 50 75 and 100 and uh, on the long-term aspect of this uh, we also uh, ad- advocate for policy reforms uh, on adjustment uh, budget process, SCM, and planning. Now, Mr. Mpoke, yes. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, sir. Uh, yes. Can, uh, can can you please try to round up by eleven o'clock? Okay. No, no. Let me then give through to my colleague because I think this was the last one I was going to touch, and then uh, she could uh, then elaborate on the others. Uh, my colleague uh, Kumocho, Chairperson, with your permission, through you. Okay. Um, uh, good morning, Chair, and and to to the members of of the committee. Uh, I think I'm pretty much covered by both NEC member Baloi. And, and never, but maybe just to add, um, just on the MSIG grant and just as a general principle that has basically been coming through in terms of this medium-term budget policy statement is basically diverting grants that are targeted towards local government for capacity building um, from Schedule 5 to Schedule 6. Um, to, to national government. And we've observed that with much concern as SALGA, and basically it's an issue that we've basically raised uh, with national treasury, as well as COPT in terms of that particular uh, practice and it being set as a precedence uh, in terms of diversion of funds uh, from local government. And of course, um, the, the medium-term budget policy statement has been adopted um, despite the concerns that we've basically raised through through the process. And as Neba has basically indicated that we're very much part of this particular process from the technical budget forum up until the budget forum. And we engage robustly in those particular processes around the changes basically in conditional grants and that. And one major risk that we basically identify and reflect with our colleagues on the other side is that particular aspect. So that's our position. Uh, in terms of the MSIG and whether it's also basically operationalizing of IPPs through diverting grants from local government as a, as a concern in terms of some of the changes that we basically see. And then, but lastly, I think on the project preparation, which was also an issue that was basically raised, is that there is a facility at National Treasury. And in this particular instance, George Municipality had basically benefited um, from that particular facility and the issues really that have been coming through in terms of the selection process is the quality of submission by municipalities and that's why some municipalities have basically not made it because of poorly prepared uh, applications and is at the back of that that we basically partnering uh, with um, Infrastructure Fund, uh, South Africa and DBSA in terms of building a project preparation capacity basically uh, within within local government. And that's also part of the budget forum resolutions um, as well in that particular regard. Um, and I think lastly around the capacity and that relates to um, the infrastructure performance. There's a number of papers 
that we have developed together with National Treasury and COPTA, and we led on the infrastructure paper and around the asset management, and there's recommendations through the budget forum that have basically been adopted where work streams have been established to follow through on those recommendations. And talking that on the infrastructure side, of course, is the concern that has been raised around repairs and maintenance and the infrastructure backlog and, and as well as building capacity and coming up with a differentiated approach that was basically proposed, that was adopted in terms of how we're going to support the various municipalities and coordinate uh, the various programs that are currently in place. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tomuto. Uh, um, uh, I'll take... Uh, uh, go, I'll go back to uh, Mr. Baloi, uh, so as closing remarks, uh, so that we go to the next uh, uh, presentation. Mr. Baloi. Um, thank you so much, Chair. We welcome all of the inputs um, and the issues around accountability, transparency, and ensuring that local government does function. And I think it's necessary that these conversations, Chair, need to continue, but equally, uh, we need to work together in extracting accountability from uh, local government, provincial government, and national government as well to ensure that ultimately the resource pool, which is limited, that must find itself assisting our people that it, it, it gets the chair. So, Chair, I must thank the team that uh, from Saga that has been with us, uh, that has assisted us in dealing with the issues. And, Chair, we appreciate the relationship we've had with yourselves. And until a new executive is elected, uh, we'll still be with you when you need us, Chair. And thank you so much for the well wishes, uh, Chair. We appreciate that. And over to you, Chairperson Greg. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Baloi, and 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 your team. And um, um, as a parting shot from from ourselves, uh, we 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 hope that uh, local government, in general, uh, they make sure that they don't lose some of the skills that they have created themselves, um, because I think it's one thing that. Uh, we uh, we we are very bad in 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 keeping the skills that we as government at whatever level we have, we have, we have created, because I'm sure before you started in local government, your understanding of 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 local government was not what it is today. So that's our that's our that's our investment. So we should be very generous, you and other and other uh, 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 colleagues. But thank you very much. Uh, soft lending, wherever you're going. Um, and uh, this, uh, uh, <clears throat> we, are, we, are, we are well, in fact, I think one thing that we, honorable members, must note, I think uh, we need in the next term or the other term uh, to have a way of, of interacting with MECs of local government. I think that's one of the things which, 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 which came out in our, in our interaction and we've heard it before uh, from other people who come. Let's, let's, let's get them and uh, so that we can hear what uh, what's that type of uh, uh, oversight that they play, uh, especially with these things which have been observed long time ago, uh, especially around capacity and, and, and related matters. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Mr. Bado, as I said, safe, safe landing. Um, all members, just take five minutes break, go and, 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 and uh, wash your hands, go get a cup of tea. And then uh, when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, run with uh, Kosatu. Thank you so much. No fine, Chairperson.
yes, Comrade Chair, I'm here. Uh, good morning, Comrade Chairperson. Hi, Comrade Mithi, how are you? No, I'm all right. How are you, Shenge? I'm fine, thank you. I, long I, time. I, long time, bro. I think uh, uh, 20 minutes will do for you, hey? Yeah, no, that's more than enough, Comrade Chair. I mean, you were generous to give us more time than that, but I don't think I should torture you for more than 20 minutes. Perfect. Let's, 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 it's definitely not t- torture. It's always good to hear what the workers are saying. Uh, let, let's, let's go. Okay, so let me just share the presentation, Comrade Chair. Um, Yeah, so no, I think, uh, good morning, uh, members and chair, and thanks for giving us spaces, Kosati, to, to raise our views. Um, we'll try to focus as much as possible on the, the, the Division of Review Amendment Bill, and we think there are some very useful things there and some worrying things as well. And I think we'd also just raise one or two contextual issues as well around the MTBPBS. Uh, but I think, Kamecha, just to state you know, some of the obvious things from Kosato's side and what informs our approach, um, is that we think or we, we know we are in the deepest recession in a century and the economy really is limping and badly needs every bit of stimulus. Um, as changes were also informed by an unemployment rate of 44%, an all-time high, and it's rising. Uh, we also have a, a worrying state where 27 million people are dependent upon the state for some sort of relief in grants. We have thousands of companies which are closing and retrenching. And of course, the fiscus, as we know, is bleeding billions to corruption, wasteful expenditure, tax evasion, uh, mismanaged SOEs and municipalities. And of course, you know, the economy is being hindered um, by collapsing SOEs and unreliable energy. And we do agree with Treasury that we have a, a dangerously uh, rising debt trajectory. But of course, also workers and the public are simply exhausted as well by the state of the economy, the state of governance, etc. I think, Chair, what we, we have concerns around partly is around government's approach to, to the budget, um, which does see some implication to the DORA bill. Um, we feel it's silent on the need for a mass stimulus plan to grow the economy. Uh, we fear it focuses solely on budget cuts through wage bill freezes and across the board <clears throat> departmental budget cuts. Uh, we think there is a danger of an austerity at all costs approach versus plugging the holes in the fiscus and stimulating the economy. We would have really hoped, and we do hope in February, to see a mass stimulus program to kickstart the economy, especially the key growth sectors. And that should include funding commentary, not just from government, but also the DFIs and the private sector as well. Uh, we do appreciate the state does have a limited budget, naturally. Chair, I think around the daughter bill, we, we do want to appreciate for in the MTPS, the 19 billion rand allocated for the 2021 wage agreement, and specifically in the daughter bill, it's about 14 billion rand of that component. We also want to note that um, it was not an easy thing for labor to sell. Um, it was a difficult negotiations and this is the lowest agreement for many years. Um, a large part of it is a once-off cash gratuity, um, it's below inflation. Uh, and it was partly informed by our desire also to assist the fiscus to stabilize. Chair, I think we do want to make some proposals on how we think wage bill engagements can protect workers from inflation, especially the lower middle income public servants, but also assist to stabilize the fiscus. We think one is, well, government does need to respect collective bargaining. We do appreciate the commitment by the minister in in this speech to do that. Um, I think there's a need to engage the bargaining councils, be it the PSABC 
or at the SOEs or at Salgas Bargaining Council around matters of collective bargaining, the wage bill, and also to honor those agreements. I think that will establish a conducive environment for a win-win approach. Uh, we think Commissioner, that you can save significant amount of money if you have a single collective bargaining regime for the entire state, not just the 800,000 public servants, um, have a single wage structure for the entire state. And this should, this should include the SOEs, where we would know that often you have uh, no caps on what senior management earn. We think there is a need to induce wage caps upon senior managers in the SOEs and entities. But also, Commissioner, we think it will be politically critical for government to send the right message to public servants and the society at large by reducing the packages they pay to executive office bearers, to senior managers across the state, to reduce the amount of people we have as ministers, as deputy ministers, as MECs, et cetera. If you send that kind of a message, it'll make it easier to sell compromises to a nurse earning 180,000 rand a year. We think there is a need to review the ministerial handbook. The, the perks we think can be still reduced further, but also Commissioner, we are worried about the reduction in teacher posts and police posts. Um, those are critical. So we, we do want to really appreciate and welcome the, the allocations in the daughter bill and the MTPPS as a whole for the presidential employment stimulus program. We think it's, it's, it's doing excellent work. We think the space to enhance it. So we appreciate the 11 billion rand that was given, which has already created about 550,000 jobs. You know, it's giving young people a salary experience. We want to appreciate the allocation of 74 billion rand over the MTEF to it. We think it can be further expanded. And that's one of the critical components of the daughter bill, which I think is really quite helpful. <clears throat> Chair, just on basic education, we, we are worried about over the MTEF that the allocation of basic education would be below inflation levels. We think given the backlog around infrastructure, sanitation, that's worrying. But we do appreciate the just allocation the, in the Dora bill to infrastructure um, for sanitation, for water, especially you know, the, the amounts um, allocated for the Eastern Cape, for Free State, for KZN, for Lampopo, as, as on, seen on the slide. <clears throat> our, our concern, Comrade Chair, is that there's still an unallocated amount of about 149 million rand in the sanitation program. And yet we have thousands of schools who still lack decent sanitation. Um, we, we're worried about the shifting of 97 million rand from sanitation to the maths teachers program, which is great to get more maths teachers. But again, we're not resolving the, the sanitation backlog. <clears throat> and I think the, the fact that the basic education department in this budget cycle hasn't been able to meet more than 20% of its 1,000 school sanitation target, it really is indefensible. I mean, we've been having this discussion, Comrade Chair members, we would know <clears throat> for the last 20 years, we think there is a need for the minister and the DG really to come to, to the party and explain what exactly is the capacity crisis and what is going to be done. So we do want to appreciate though very strongly and to welcome the allocation of 6 billion rand under the presidential employment program to basic education. Um, we've had excellent reviews from it from the teachers unions and specifically the employing of 310,000 teaching assistants. Um, but we do think, Comrade Chair, we do need a clear plan around the final eradication of the decent water sanitation crisis at our schools. And that really should be completed by next year. <clears throat> There's no need why it should be that complicated. Um, Chair, on, on the health allocations, we are worried about um, the cut of about 0.6% to health over the next, over the MTEF. Um, we are, <clears throat> 
Yeah, that, that, that for us is a worry signal given that we're still in a pandemic. But I, I think, Chair, we do want to appreciate um, the increased allocations for mental health of 40 million, for oncology uh, for 127 million, um, the 240 million rand for medical interns. And I think we really want to appreciate the 350 million um, to support COVID-19 vaccine rollouts, to employ nurses and to employ health workers. And that really is a, a useful uh, boost to the system. But we are quite worried, Comrade Chair, about the 560 million rand cuts to the NHI's um, health facility revitalization program. Um, you know, in the Eastern Cape, it's 30 million cut. Limpopo is a huge 180 million and smaller amounts in Pumalanga Northwest and an unallocated amount of 70 million rand. We think, Chair, I mean, all of us would know the dilapidated state of our public health infrastructure. And this really is not going to assist. Um, we would have wanted to see the opposite happening. Um, and really, it does undermine government's um, good efforts to save lives in this pandemic. So we would hope really to see those cuts being reversed in the, in the February budget. Chair, on social development, <clears throat> uh, this is more of an appropriations issue, but we thought let us raise it. We, we are worried about the, the cut of almost 17% of the allocation to, to SASA, which is effectively is a 350 grant. Uh, but we do want in the Dora bill to welcome the 120 million rand given to employ social workers. And I think especially the 178 million rand for the early childhood development grants, which are seeing the employment of 70,000 ECD workers. And again, that's a useful um, intervention on that front. Um, <clears throat> I'll come to, to the 350 grants later, later on, Comrade Chair. Chair, I think we want to also appreciate um, the Neighborhood Development Partnership Grant of about 750 million, uh, which has already employed over 32,000 people in community cleaning projects. Um, I think we need to expand that much more, especially if we look at many of our townships, our informal areas, etc. Um, <clears throat> Chair, around local government, I think what really alarmed us about the MTBPS and, and Tudora is that we all know the AG's reports around the dysfunctionality of countless municipalities. But the budget speech in the MTBPS were really silent about what exactly is a plan to fix this. Um, it is also quite concerning, Comrade Chair, you know that in Cape Town, we've seen Metro Rail collapse on many lines. Some lines no longer exist servicing the Cape Flats. Yet we have the city of Cape Town, which has failed to spend 1.3 billion rand allocated to the My City service. So that doesn't make sense when workers on the Cape Flats in Langa and Bondiville and Kailich and Mitchell's Plain are denied Metro Rail, yet we're not able to, to expand My City to compensate for that or to shift the money to, to Metro Rail, for example. Um, Comrade Chair, when the previous Minister of Finance, Comrade Tito was there, he talked about fixing the Vol River issue, but we're seeing a rollover of 582 million rand on that program. Chair, we do want to appreciate the 81 million rand given to George for investing in water infrastructure, um, but I think we really need to see clear plans to stabilize local government and a roadmap to move us towards the district development model, because uh, the current status quo is a ticking time bomb. So, Commissioner, I think just the other issues are more, I thought, since you're so generous to give me so much time, just to kind of flag a few other issues around the budget, but not really around Dora Bill, but I'll just go through them very quickly, Commissioner. Um, we think more needs to be done to give economic and social relief to the economy, but we must appreciate the money that's been allocated from the UIF, the money given to people who suffered from the violence in KZN and Kauteng. Those are really useful interventions, but more needs to be done. 
And we really need to ramp up the implementation of the economic recovery plan, especially on our local procurement interventions. We do need to modernize the UF systems where workers wait months at times to receive their monies and look at a broader package of support to, to the two struggling businesses. Um, committee members would will, will be glad, I think, to hear that we are making progress on the pension funds withdrawal proposal we had raised with Treasury last year. And there should be a paper coming out shortly and a bill would come with the budget speech in February, allowing distressed workers a limited access to the pension funds. And I think that's a useful stimulus to the economy as well. <clears throat> committee chair, just getting towards the end, I'll try to gallop a little bit. Um, I think on the, the 350 COVID grant, it really has given hope to millions of people. I think the cues you see the post office show you that as, as small as it is, people do value it. It's a useful poverty relief mechanism. So we would simply want to see it being continued beyond March. We think it is affordable to the fiscus. See how can we raise it to the food poverty line, but also critically, how can we move towards electronic payments for recipients to end these cues of people waiting at the post office, but in essence, it is a stepping stone towards a BIG. Uh, Committee, we must really welcome the infrastructure program, the 500 billion rand, the 100 billion rand over the MTF in the next decade. And I think we do welcome the pending amendment of Regulation 28 to allow pension funds also the, the choice to invest in infrastructure. We think these will really help um, to boost the economy. And I think we must commend Comrade Chair Treasury for recently designating cement as a locally procured uh, requirement for public infrastructure. And those are the kind of interventions we think will help to grow the economy, to save companies, to create jobs. Um, Committee on corruption, we really hope to see in the budget speech next year, um, more efforts to strengthen the, the ban on politicians doing business with the state, more resources given to our law enforcement agencies and to SARS, um, to conduct lifestyle audits. And I think Chair also is quite worrying that government hasn't implemented the blacklisting of delinquent companies from public tenders yet, despite the commitment to do so. Um, we are quite pleased that the, the Minister, Comrade Madiba, has spoken about tabling the public procurement bill at NEDLAC by the end of this year and getting into Parliament next year. And we really hope it will be a critical tool to establish a single public procurement system for the entire state. And this can help us to, to drive local procurement, to save costs for the state, um, to tackle corruption and wasteful expenditure. But we think there is a need to come a chair to centralize the procurement of certain large-scale items in the state, like textbooks, vehicles, etc. Chair, I think really getting towards the end on the revenue front, we really must commend SARS for the excellent work they're doing. We think we need to assist them more, especially on customers enforcement and to further reduce the tax loopholes. We think there is some space to increase taxes next year on the wealthy, uh, but I think we must commend the work that's being done by SARS to rebuild it. Um, on the SOE front, Chair, I'll just be very quick. <clears throat> it's it's worrying that we don't have clear plans to save many of our SOEs, <clears throat> in particular Transnet and Pras and Danel, SABC, the post office, Mango, et cetera. We, we, need, we need really clear plans around them. We simply cannot continue for them to be hanging on for dear life. Um, we would hope that government will, re will retable the RAF, the RAF is Parliament next year, so we can fix the, the Red Accident Fund, because clearly the fuel price regime as it is now is unaffordable and is suffocating um, the economy. Chair, I, I can leave the appropriations issue if we've already covered it. So I think, Chair, yeah, in conclusion, let me apologize if I taken a little bit longer than I thought. Um, but I think, Chair, look, there are good parts in the daughter build around the presidential employment program, around 
some of the, the additional hirings of health workers, of teachers, of social workers, etc. Um, but there are also very worrying parts around the school sanitation program, around the shifting of funds from healthcare infrastructure, etc. Um, but Chair, again, we need to really hear from government clear plans about tackling corruption waste of expenditure, especially at a local government level. And really the daughter bill, the MTPPS was silent on those ones. Um, I think lastly, Commissioner, we really do hope in February we'll have a budget which will really stimulate the economy and support job creation, um, continue relief to the unemployed, um, really tackle corruption waste expenditure, help to rebuild the SOEs and local government in the state. Um, and, you know, really, Chair, I think, I know you were, you were generous in the beginning to congratulate MPs for the local election results. I think you're being very gentle. Uh, but from us, Kosatu, I think for us, the clear message from voters, including workers and our own members, is that they're losing patience with us, with the Alliance, with the ANC. We have a very limited time to clean up. Um, otherwise, voters will deliver similar results in 2024. But I think also the opposition parties themselves didn't escape also from voters' wrath. Um, many opposition parties, including the DA, also lost support. And I think the fact that all of us should be worried, irrespective of our political party preferences, we should all be worried about a voter turnout of about 46%. You know, that's about 12 million people in an adult population of about 40 million. So that's about a quarter of adults who could have voted or could have registered came out to vote. And that should send a message to all of us that voters at large have lost faith in all of us, irrespective of our, of our political parties. So let me stop there, Kromit Chair, and I apologize if I took a little bit too long, but yeah, or if I just moved a little bit away from the daughter bill, but thanks very much, Kromit Chair members. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Comrade Mid Parks. Um, <clears throat> that's that's fine. No, 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 no train smash. Uh, remember, we still have got an amendment appropriations. I'm sure you'll be able to ventilate some of your issues uh, when we deal with that uh, uh, bill. <clears throat> and uh, let, let me say that we, we definitely appreciate you are always interacting with uh, this committee so that we also get the feel of. Uh, um, the issues that uh, affect uh, uh, the workers and their uh, perception as to how, as their perception on some of the things happening and proposal as to how certain things should be fixed. I would like just to stress this one again, uh, that all of us here at the end of the day would like to see better service delivery uh, to the masses of our people, whose majority are the poorest of the poor because of uh, uh, the many apartheid laws uh, that uh, was still getting their effects even today. Honorable members, um, here's, the, here's the presentation. Can I get an indication uh, uh, who would like to engage with the presentation? Honorable members? Matafa. Honorable Matafa. Kaiso. Honorable, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Tonyana. Did I, did I hear Ron Lenzana? Okay, I know he's, uh, he's having problem with his, his, his connectivity. Um, when, when he comes back, he'll, in, he'll indicate. Um, honorable members, honorable uh, Matafa. Shepese. Honorable Lenzana. Okay. I've managed, I've managed, Shepese. Ish. Okay. Uh, okay. This connectivity. Uh, it's just two questions for me. No, no, you you are you are number four, honorable Mlenzana. Don't stress. Okay, sure. 
Okay. So let me start with the uh, honorable uh, Matafa number one in my, in, in my list. You, Thank you. You know Chair. how we do it, five, five minutes max. Thank you, Chairperson. No, I'm not going to be five minutes. I'm just going to be maybe a minute. Uh, thank you uh, to uh, Comrade Matthew for the presentation. As always, we can see that you really put effort to scrutinizing the reports that are emanating from the executive. Just two questions. I, I, I see Kosatu is affirming the presidential employment initiative. My interest is to find out as far as the economic growth is concerned, because it is being punted as the, not to say the silver bullet, but as a major input that should be able to address the challenges faced by the country. Are the current interventions, including the Presidential Employment Initiative, according to the view of COSATU, coordinated in a manner that they drive the agenda in the same direction? And are they complementary in nature? Because lately, from the ex executive, particularly from the president, there have been many initiatives starting from this one up until the infrastructure development plan aimed at deconstructing and uh, uh, reviving the economy. Is there a way that these initiatives are complementary in, 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 your, in, your, in your view? And, and the last point is just on slide nine, where Kosatu speaks about uh, provision of decent water and sanitation to schools uh, in 2022. We, we have noted a challenge uh, that they, uh, Matthew, as far as uh, certain grants aimed at that, um, and particularly the school's infrastructure backlogs grant. It has been established to eradicate uh, service delivery challenges in schools as it relates to infrastructure. And the biggest challenge is water and sanitation. But we note there is also underspending of this particular grant from those affiliate unions that are operating in this space. Is there any input or feedback from them as to where are the bottlenecks? Because we, 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 we as a committee are concerned that monies and resources are made available in order to improve the quality of service, improve infrastructure that our kids are actually utilizing on a daily basis. But these funds are underspent or misspent or end up being uh, returned back to the treasury. Is there any view that you have in terms of how best can uh, we use these grants or where are the challenges? And I know that it's a long shot since you are not necessarily operating at the lowest level, but it would be interesting if whether you have had interaction with some of your members who might raise issues in terms of where these challenges are. But it's a concern that we are noting and we agree with yourselves that uh, we should strive to ensuring that quality water and sanitation is provided to all the schools uh, as soon as possible. I will pause there, Chair, and thank you for the presentation from COSATU and you uh, giving us the opportunity to participate. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Oral Matafa. Honorable Kaiso, it's your turn. Yeah, thank you very much, Honorable Chair and uh, Comrade Matthews. Uh, uh, welcome uh, uh, with your presentation. 
Chair, quickly, I just want to go to this area which has been raised by Kosabi. I think we have been <clears throat> we have been running away on this issue of a single bargaining structures, you know, um, you know, as being a mechanism to you know to to frustrate the issues of of, of you know uh, wastages. Uh, and the issue of, of, of you know, a, a, a wage bill, uh, et cetera, because you know what is uh, happening there in as far as the state-owned enterprise are concerned when it comes to wages, because there's, there's actually a, a, a disparity between the, if you look at the state-owned enterprises and the entire public uh, sector, uh, workers. So the sooner that that is being brought to a control in as far as, you know, bargaining is concerned, it will eliminate a number of, you know, uh, uh, a number of issues which are related to wages or salary uh, disparities in, uh, in the state-owned institution and the public sector. So if that could be narrowed in future and could be fast-tracked, uh, at least it, it will try to address a number of issues which are related to salaries because you, you, you can see the level of corruption which is there also uh, compacting on the issue itself, you know, around the state-owned enterprise uh, yeah, so I think COSAT is raising a quite important uh, issue that we need to take heed of. Uh, and secondly, Honorable Chair, I think last time we tried to deal with the, and, and, and we tried to, uh, you know, uh, raise the issue of uh, uh, these 350 uh, rands, which, which is trying to meet mitigate on, on, on poverty for our people, poor people, and that ultimately the government has, has, has actually, you know, heeded that and implemented it, and our people are quite nicely relieved so far, uh, despite the corruption, I mean, despite the unemployment, which has now reached alarming proportion of four, 44%. I think the 350 grants have helped a lot. And now given the situation that we do not know when is this uh, pandemic is going to end and the level of unemployment uh, is actually growing and growing. So the 350 grants has actually been, uh, you know, assisting uh, to come in in between to assist uh, our poor people, at least to find a way to make a living every day, to find something to eat on the table. So I think it would be a good idea that uh, it should be considered to, to you know, to extend it uh, 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 beyond, beyond March 2022, uh, so that we, we look things in advance, so that we don't wait for a crisis to occur because we don't know what is going to happen by the end of uh, you know, March. And obviously, if the figures are telling you that unemployment is actually doubling or increasing on a on, 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 on continuous basis, 
And we have seen the, the macroeconomic outlook is actually becoming bleak. And all the prices, everything has been pushed, uh, cannot be bared by the poor. So it does tell you that something must be done, uh, you know, to, to come in between before we, we see this crisis. Uh, because I want to believe that these economic indicators also talk to the poor situation or the uh, economic situation uh, that the poor people find themselves in. So there has to be something that at least will put in, 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 in put forward so that it can be able to assist to absorb these uh, pressures that the poor uh, are finding themselves in. I just want to check with Kosatu because you said MTBPS. Uh, is contributing towards uh, you know collapse of municipalities, but my belief is that uh, it is not only MTBPS which has resulted in the collapse of municipalities. Uh, there could be uh, there are wide uh, range of uh, issues uh, which has actually co- contributed towards collapse of municipal services. But I just want to check from Kosatu, why are you saying only MTBPS uh, is responsible? Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Paiso. Honorable Sonyana, it's your turn. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, Chair, would like to say to Comrade Matthew, thank you very much for the presentation as usual. Um, It is a presentation which is well-researched and well-presented. I want to say I agree with uh, Comrade Matthew on the issue of um, we need to reduce um, the money which is spent on the executive. The ministerial handbook needs to be revised because, honestly speaking, members of parliament are earning a lot of money. I don't even want to talk about what the ministers are earning. It's just downright ridiculous. And some of the benefits that they're benefiting makes absolutely no sense when you're already earning so much money. They can afford themselves. And I I think there's just a lot of things that the country is doing and that money could be redirected to somewhere else. I don't even want to speak about the bloated cabinet, which we still, even to this day, as the EFF, are still calling for the scrapping of the deputy ministers. There is no need for them to be there. You have the DGs, so there's absolutely no need for them to be there, the deputy ministers. And that money could be channeled somewhere else where we are lacking in this country. On the public procurement, again, the leakages are still a lot of leakages there. And that's where we lose a lot of money because, um, you know, procedures are just not followed. Um, And we just continue to lose so much money as as South Africa. But again, I just want to also touch on, as you touched on a voter turnout. Yes, the issue of a voter turnout should be a concern for everybody, um, for all political parties and all organizations um, in this country, because it should tell us something. It should tell us that our people are tired. It should tell us that our people maybe no longer even believe in the voting system. And that's a serious concern because a lot of people died for us to have this opportunity to vote. A vote should be 
something that we take as seriously as religion. So we should look into it, Shepherdson. It is something that must be looked into it. And maybe let's see as a nation, how do we bring back the confidence that our people should believe in the voting system, that it can change their lives. And then lastly, uh, Comrade Matthew, on a lighter note, um, you see, this tripartite alliance Kostatu has, you should not stay in an abusive relationship, my brother. If it's no longer working, our shame, it's not working anymore. You know, you should look at this in this manner. The governing party cannot even pay their own workers there in Lutuliha. How do you think they're going to pay the workers you are representing? So I'm just saying on a lighter note, uh, Honorable Matthews, I know, leave that marriage. It's not working. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Shonyana. Um, uh, in, my, in, my six, in my six decades that I've, six decades that I've lived, I've, I've had girls uh, uh, encouraging others to divorce. Guess what? Immediately go out, they, go, they, come, they come in. <laughs> so you must be careful, comrade, of the, ad, of the advice. Eh? Uh, come in, uh, Honorable uh, Lenzana. <laughs> oh, let, let, let me just ask, if, even men encouraging you to go out and then they go in. <laughs> yes, Chaperson. Chaperson, <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's start by welcoming uh, the presentation. Uh, by Kosatu as uh, led by Ukomit Matthew. Uh, you you always on spot. Uh, you don't disappoint us, uh, my leader. Uh, I will not comment about others. Let me focus on, on this. Quite, uh, it's, it's two questions in the main, Ukomit uh, Matthew. But, but the starting one would be more generic. Uh, if I would ask, because you have got the responsibility as that a serious component of the alliance, as to always check uh, if uh, the National Democratic Revolution is still on track, particularly when it relates to uh, the presidential injunctions uh, at his uh, State of the Nation address, focusing in the main on economic renewal and, uh, you know, economic transformation. When you're looking at this budget, it's it still looking into the development of uh, the, the developmental state. Are we still uh, committed into the advancement of social transformation? Are we still committed to a class bias a budget when you look at this one. I'm saying, Chairperson, uh, this is just a generic question. Now, coming to my two questions, which are focused uh, on Kosato's uh, presentations, just two questions, Chair. One, what is Kosato's view on uh, the rollovers, particularly the rollover of uh, the 582 million? by Mfuleni Municipality for the Val River Infrastructure Program. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would like to get a, a sense of uh, the thinking of COSATU there. Then the last one would be, 
I, I want to be careful here, Chairperson. I want I don't want to begin uh, to throw allegations, uh, but I would like to get a sense once more from Kosato on a centralizing of procurement uh, of certain large-scale items like uh, your medicines, vehicles, textbooks, and uh, the like. What is the view of Kosato about the performance of the chief procurement officer? Uh, I don't want to be quick into saying this is how the office is, be it culture or functioning or what, but I would like to get it from Kosato. Uh, what is the Kosato's view? Thanks, Chairperson. Honorable Mlenzana, thank you. Uh, let me check with the honorable members. Honorable uh, Matafa, anything which came to your mind? No, I am covered. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Kaiso, anything? Yeah, honorable. Chair, I just want to check on uh, Kosato on the on the issue of uh, underspending. I haven't uh, got the view of Kosato on on underspending. Uh, I only got the the view on uh, on cutting. Uh, but I, I just wanted to get a view on underspending because underspending is one of the uh, exercise which has disadvantaged uh, people when it comes to service delivery. Because a number of departments have, for instance, uh, come rush during the adjustment of budget to say, I want this and this and uh, this and this, only to find that the same money is then has been taken back uh, because it was not uh, spent and it's billions of rents uh, which have not been spent. And in some department, I'm, I'm not sure whether Kosati has picked up that, but that, that, that's what has ha actually happened uh, when it comes to underspending. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Shanyana, do you have anything in mind? Ah, uh, no, Chair, I've given all my marriage advice today. I'm good. Honorable <laughs> 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 Mlenzana. <laughs> hey, this one. Chair, <laughs> just one, 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 one little, one little uh, thing, Chair. Just to check with Kosato on a... Uh, the view of Kosato in terms of comparing uh, the manner in which money is spent vis-a-vis -vis, uh, the, 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 the impact that money has actually done. I'm raising this question to, uh, to Comet Matthew with this uh, background that you would have either departments or provinces, particularly in the Western Cape, where they would, because they want a, a clean audit opinion from the side of uh, the, the auditor general, they would rather sacrifice uh, uh, the, the poor masses of the Western Cape because they want to take money back to treasure so that they are not seen to have been understand. What is the view of Kosato in terms of that? Or is Kosato able to pick up uh, such discrepancies? Thanks, Chairperson. 
Thank you, and Honorable Mlenzana. Uh, um, um, Thank you, Honorable Members. Um, uh, what, just, I think, one um, uh, question. We, 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 we have just interacted with Salka. I'm sure you were on the platform already at that time. And you raised a number of things about the uh, <clears throat> malfunctioning of municipal governments. Um, I think Salka mainly said that yes, we are, we, 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 we are there to help as, uh, <clears throat> as the association, but the bug stopped with the officials at the, at the department, with the politicians at the municipality, but also, but also with the, with, the, with the MECs responsible for local government in different uh, provinces. So my question is, there is so much which has been raised as far as local government is concerned. In particular, the, what uh, comes, uh, uh, what, what, what come from uh, the Auditor General's report. Now, I want to check whether COSATU in provinces you do interact with legislatures just like we are interacting with us, but in particular with the MECs responsible for local government. Um, the advantages of that are many and varied. I don't think I would, I would, I would uh, get into that, but that's the background. Uh, <clears throat> so for instance, one of the things uh, that we have just decided on is that uh, uh, going forward, we'd like to have sessions here with the different MECs, especially MECs for local government, to try and improve on over over oversight. But as you know, that the primary oversight over MECs is with the provincial legislatures. Um, um, Comrade Meth, it's your turn. Um, no, thanks. Thanks very much, Comrade Chair, to honourable members. Um, I think. Yeah, no, I think the, the, the question the members are raising are really quite helpful. And I think as positive committee chair members that um, I think we are all essentially singing from the same hymn book that we need to save South Africa, we need to rebuild government, rebuild the economy. And I think that's a positive thing because when we have that common understanding, irrespective of the color of our T-shirts, it does help us then to address the issues. Um, I think to, to Honorable Matafa, I mean, it's difficult to say. At some times, you do see good efforts by government. The presidential employment program, we've had very good reviews from our, our unions around it. They're quite pleased. Um, but at times, you also don't get a sense of coordination in government. Um, you know, for example, in, in Commander Madiba's speech, the minister's speech, he talked about releasing digital spectrum. But I think we all know that's been mentioned every year. It's not happening, you know? Um, we've had a lot of engagement with government around, for example, speaking up water licensing. And it's just amazing that the president gives a very progressive outline, but you find departments or ministers or premiers, et cetera, or mayors don't move with speed. I think for us, Comrade Matafa, Chair, the concern one is around implementation. You have a good economic recovery and reconstruction plan, but we are very slow at times on implementation. Some of the delays are inexplicable. We don't hold officials or DGs or HODs to account for the failure in that regard. Um, there's also time silence on critical things. It's amazing how Prasa has been allowed to be destroyed over the past two years. And you just find silence from government or a sense of urgency to, to fix it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's stuff you can't even make up, stuff which belongs in a movie. 
that, for example, at Langa Station in Cape Town, an informal area has been built upon it and nothing has been done. We, we outsource leadership to, to the courts. But that one station means that trains can't get to Kailicha, to Gugletu, to Mitchell's Plain, etc. Um, costs of billions of rands. I think, Shay, but on a positive side, there is good work that is at time being done by government. <clears throat> but at times, government doesn't go and claim those victories to give a sense of positive news to the public, to society, to, to workers, to investors. There is good news on different fronts. So, for example, when Treasury made a good announcement about designating um, cement for, for public infrastructure to be locally produced, <clears throat> there was no public announcement from government. We had, as, instead, as Kosachi to say, fantastic news, thumbs up. This is going to boost the local manufacturing sector of cement, create jobs, etc. Um, and leave us at the propaganda purpose, but as good as society to have some good news, because you need that to to to, to rebuild society. Um, to, to honourable metaphor on the school infrastructure grant, I mean, this is an issue that <clears throat> teachers' union side to has raised. I think we've all raised it across party lines. It's just unbelievable since. Former President Becky's time, we've been kicking the can down the road around when are we going to ensure all schools have decent sanitation. You can't explain it. Um, you can't explain it in, in a society where we delivered a, a world-class soccer World Cup in 2010. <clears throat> we can manage a nuclear power station at Kubik very well, but you can't deliver simple toilets. And really, it is a management failure. It's a capacity issue. It's a lack of political will, to be honest. And I think we really need to hold the minister, the DG to account, the MECs. Um, at times, you also would get worrying reports about corruption as well, that when a school project does come up, money is child, as we always know. There was even one report of a ghost school being built in the Eastern Cape at one stage. So I think, Chair, for us, really, there has to be a center, center uh, page. You should not be in the 21st century in South Africa, <clears throat> a modern industrial economy, and having young girls having to go and relieve themselves in the bush. Um, it just, it's beyond defensible. Uh, to comment, <clears throat> Chair, to Honorable Kaiso, uh, my former chairperson, <clears throat> I mean, we, we've been raising the issue of a need for a single collective bargaining process for the entire state. We think it'll be win-win. It's going to help protect workers from inflation, et cetera. We think it'll help benefit government because it will reduce the bloated management wage bills at SOEs and entities. It would give more uh, stability to, to Treasury to plan for the budgets because it would have one agreement for the entire state. Um, there is a bill drafted by DPSA now which begins to start looking at it, it, it but in a small way only, not big enough, to, to, to address the disparities which exist in the state. Um, but I know Treasury, from what I, our engagement with them, they are keen on the idea. Um, I think they've Recording also seen stopped. our... I think they've also seen from chair our concerns about the proliferation of agencies created by departments, which often seek to circumvent the, the public service bargaining council processes. And often at times it becomes the javelin approach where DG creates an agency uh, because you know, he knows that an agency, there's no cap on what the, the CEO or the commissioner would earn. So we think really it is a critical thing to do. Let's get moving on it. It'll benefit everybody. Um, so comment chair to Honorable Clay, so no, we were not saying that the empty BPS is collapsing municipalities. Apologies if that came across like that. <clears throat> what we were saying is that municipalities are co collapsing because of corruption and wasteful expenditure, which you all know about. It's also about incompetent managers or mayors. Um, I think, again, we all know those stories. But I think also, Commissioner, that <clears throat> we are not able to sustain these 259 municipalities. 
Uh, some of them, they don't have a sufficient rate space and they will never have to sustain a municipality. So if you have Prince Albert, Lanesburg and Beaufort West and the Karoo, they're not able to sustain the municipalities. It would be better to consolidate them. They have one well-capacitated Karoo municipality which can deliver quality services. I don't think, to be honest with you, voters care about having a mayor in Prince Albert. What they would care about is having a responsive ward councillor. And then you can have the municipal service sites in each town to deal with the issue of rates, of water, of electricity, of roads, etc. But it's clear we can't afford 259 municipalities. So I think hence our call, Comrade Chair, to support um, government's call for moving towards uh, district development models um, because this current system is broken and we, we simply can't afford, you know, the AG reports would just paint a, a horror story. Um, I think, Comrade Chair, to Honorable Shonyana, um, they want to thank, to thank Honorable Member for the, for, the, for the questions. And I think we agreed. I mean, we were disappointed. It was good when the President reduced Cabinet from 34 to 28 ministers. Could have been further, but it was a step in the right direction. But I think we were disappointed when the deputy ministers were kept at 34. We think there's space to reduce. the space, we think, to reduce the amount of MECs, et cetera. Um, also, Comrade Chair, it didn't make sense when we increased the, the staff allocation to ministers and deputy ministers when the, when the fiscus is bleeding. And Honorable Tlonyana is right. Even deputy ministers will often complain um, about a lack of clarity about their role, their responsibilities, etc. Um, <clears throat> we, we, I mean, it's also about sending a right message to the public that government itself is leading by example in, in saving costs. Chair, we, we, we've had engagement with Comrade Madiba, the Minister of Finance, around the public procurement bill. We were looking forward and we were pleased when he made that commitment in the budget speech to, to release it soon. We think it really, it really will be key, as Honorable Khanyan is saying, to tackling wasteful expenditure and corruption, to supporting local pro pro procurement, etc. So we hope to get that bill in Nedlec before New Year's and we'll fast track it to get it put to Parliament, I think, by, by Easter next year, because it is a critical tool in fixing the state. Honorable Tlonyana is right, Chair, to say we should all be worried about the, the voter turnout. And it doesn't take a small little spark like you saw in the Middle East, in Tunisia and Egypt, for the public to, to reject the political establishment across party lines. And I think we're in danger of that. You can't afford a 44% unemployment rate. Recording in progress. A public which is losing faith in the body politic because of corruption, etc. I think, Commissioner, the, the message from voters is not difficult. It's about can we fix ESCOM? Can we fix PRASA and Transnet? Can we deal with corruption? Can we grow the economy and create jobs? If we can deal with those fundamental things, then voters will indulge us. Um, to Honorable Tlonyana's right to refer to lines as a marriage, I think like all marriages, it has its dysfunctionalities. There is good parts, there is bad parts. But I think we can also say, Kermit, without me becoming a propagandist for the ruling party, we benefit as Kosati from that relationship at times. <clears throat> we were able to, to pump out 63 billion rand from the UF to 5 million workers over the past pandemic. We're able to quickly find agreement with government, with Treasury, around the relief package for the violence in KZN, including the 350 grant. So those are things with benefits workers' pockets. Um, we're able to make some pro progress around local procurement. Even on the legislative front, there's been good progressive bills which come out of parliament. <clears throat> the Minimum Wage Act, I know EFF doesn't like agree with it, but it's fine. From our point of view, it's a good act which benefited workers. Um, parliament is now busy with 
or the NCP is busy with the, the COIDA, which will benefit domestic workers. Parliament passed the PIC Act, which helped to give a pro-worker investment mandate to the PIC. So there is some good things. We do have some good ministers. Um, I can boast that some of them come from Kosato, like Ibrahim Patel. Um, we think the president is doing a good work, but there's much more that needs to be done. And we're just simply running out of patience from, from our own members uh, because the past glories will not sustain you in the present or the future. Uh, Chair Honorable Imlanzana, <clears throat> I think on the question, do we still have a developmental state? To be honest, Comrade Chair, the look, government is doing good on many fronts. I mean, the fact that 60% of your budget is for the broader social wage, that's a very progressive thing. It benefits half of society, the poorest half. But I think what we're also witnessing is a collapse of the state on many fronts, of SOEs, of local government, and those deteriorations are threatening all the gains of post-1994. I know it will take us some time to rebuild the state, a decade, um, but we are in danger of losing many of those progressive achievements since 1994. <clears throat> I think to Arbo on the rollovers, the underspending, it is quite worrying. It shows a real capacity of management failure, political failure in those departments. The Volriva issue has been there for, for some years. Comrade Tito even tried to intervene even before he became minister to, 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 fix, to fix it. <clears throat> and it, so you can't explain the rollovers. And we, we sympathize with Treasury because they can't indulge departments which don't spend the money. There's many others who are waiting. And, and if you don't give them the money, there's a consequence. You could have given that money for social grants, for example, or for industrial financing or to the CCMA. So it really is inherently selfish of those departments not to spend, to do rollovers, et cetera, um, especially when the state is bleeding. But also, Commissioner, there is another trend as well <clears throat> where departments engage in fiscal dumping, where they quickly rush to spend the money in the last quarter of the year. And I think to to, to Kaiso's point, what's the value for money? Um, you don't see it. Um, and I think that's also why we raised the issue of, of Cape Town. How can it not spend 1.3 billion around in my city when we've seen Metro Rail collapse? So there really is a disjuncture in that regard. <clears throat> Chair, I think we, we, we believe there's a value for centralized procurement of certain, not all, but certain large items in the state. We think it will help save money for the fiscus. It can help to drive local procurement. It can help to reduce corruption. We think the chief procurement office, when it was established, did very good work in the beginning. <clears throat> it really shows some good, some good savings and interventions. We think there has been a, a disruption to it with the lack of a permanent chief procurement officer for some years now. Um, that needs to be finalized as quickly as possible. But we think there is some good work that they are doing, even with the acting CPO. And I think, for example, the cement localization is a useful one. We think there's more space on other designations too. But really, it does need to be prioritized. We have raised with, with, the, with the deputy minister. We hope it will be sorted out soon. Um, <clears throat> Chair, I think, yeah, to, uh, the last point of Honorable Mlanzano around the impact of spending, I think that's something we all fail to do sufficiently to monitor. Um, and there is space. Um, you know, Comrade Chair, NetLack's budget is a very small budget in the broader scheme of things. It's about like 50 million rand. But we've managed to save about 10 million rand in this past year. Because largely because of traveling costs. So I think if you did all similar introspection across all government departments, entities, municipalities, you could save a lot of money and then reprioritize it to where it's more important. So in that re regard, we've made a proposal now for NetLack to allocate that savings to the CCMA to help fund, fill some of their, their gaps. Um, 
But yeah, I think the other point is also to kind of raise that same kind of theme. We've also seen at times when government systems like the UF are not up to scratch, they're not modernized, they don't speak to each other. And then things, uh, problems occur, like the AG highlights. But we've now seen a new trend in the UF, for example, when the AG reprimands officials, officials are suspended. When they return, they become so paralyzed by fear that they're afraid of doing what needs to be done. And that has an impact because it means money doesn't get to workers, doesn't get to businesses or to the economy. Um, I think to the last questions to, to, from the comment from Chairperson, um, it's difficult. I mean, I think we all see the, the malfunctioning of local government. Um, some of it just continues forever and a day, and it seems to be no end in sight um, across all provinces. <clears throat> I mean, the stories we, that you would hear from Kanalan municipality in the Western Cape are horror stories. Um, <clears throat> so I think, honestly, government, nationally, provincially, must be much more firm on it. You're right, Comrade Chair, to say it's the responsibility of MECs, of mayors, of managers, even the minister to intervene. <clears throat> I don't think, Comrade Chair, we've done it as COSATU in a provincial level or SAMU. I don't think we've at times had a sufficient engagement with the MECs for COGTA. Um, I think we should be doing much more on that regard. There is some engagements, though. I mean, for example, we had in the past week a reinstatement of 500 workers who had been dismissed, I think, in the Steve Trotty municipality in Mpumalanga. And there was engagement with SAMU, with, with <clears throat> COSATU, with the MEC, and that was resolved uh, after about two months. Um, I think, Commissioner, lastly, that there is a need for us as COSATU, because we have an alliance with the ANC. Um, we're just concluding a CEC meeting today. We also need to reflect on how we as COSATU will engage with uh, municipalities where the ANC no longer is ruling or where there's coalition municipalities. It's a new experience for all of us, um, but also we need to adjust ourselves because at the end of the day, we have to improve the lives of not only our members, municipal workers, etc., but also to see how do we help to rebuild these communities irrespective of which party is running the municipality. Um, because even in COSATU, yes, we support the ANC, we call upon members to vote for the ANC, most do, but we also have members who vote as is their right for other political parties, and we respect that. And at the end of the day, it's about improving the lives of workers, of members of society at large. So it does require all of us to reach out across the party line, comment Chair. But I think let me stop there, Chair, and I hope I answered the, the question. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank you so much, uh, Comrade Matthew. Uh, thank you, honorable members. Um, um, I think that was a, 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 good, a good engagement as, as usual. As I said to you, uh, uh, Comrade Matthew, we are still going to do the adjustment uh, uh, appropriation bill. So there's, there'll be a further, um, there, are many, there, there are too many issues uh, that uh, come to the economic space, uh, which uh, need our at, at attention. But once more, thank you very much uh, for always making yourself available. Thank you. Uh, Darren, any announcements from you? Uh, no, Chairperson. Uh, our next meeting is on Friday, where we will be considering and adopting the report on the Division of Revenue Amendment Bill. Thank you. Chairperson. Okay, thank, thank you so much. Um, our members, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this takes us to the end of, of, of this meeting. The meeting stands adjourned. 
Thanks, Chairperson. In course. Thank you very much, Chair. Sure, sure, sure. Oscar, man. Inkom. Recording stopped.